Hello, everybody. Welcome to the dark future. Welcome to Red Sky City. A cyberpunk Red actual play stream produced by Do Not Peak Entertainment. My name is Joseph, but here in the dark future, we all go by our made-up names, so you can call me Tormented by Gnomes. I'll be your game master <laughs> during your time here in Red Sky City, and joining me is a fantastic cast of talented role players to bring this, the people of Red Sky City to life. First up, you may know him as a global icon and national treasure. You may know him from his tenured career as an esports host and caster. You may know him as that guy who has a show with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Not that he ever talks about that on traditional TV. <laughs> Never do. <laughs> or from his uh, many other projects and appearances. Please welcome Alex Golden Boy Mendez. Thank you guys so much. I am super famous. <laughs> <laughs> so humble as well. So humble. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, next up, she's a fixture of the esports scene, an icon of the Pokemon community, the hostess with the mostest. She made 30 under 30 and far too legit to rage quit. Please welcome Rachel Seltzer Quirico. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. You nailed the last name pronunciation. So yes. Cheers to that. Uh, <laughs> even though I'm not really sure how that goes, but uh, thanks so much. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, I'm big fans of all you guys. Uh, Alex, a longtime friend of mine. So I'm really looking forward to this game. Thanks for having me. Excellent. A freelance writer, a caster, a desk analyst, a content creator, certainly not a thrower, but verifiably an egg. Please welcome Josh <laughs> Sideshow Wilkinson. I didn't think I'd get the egg thing from you. you you're more bold than I am, and you've been bolder for longer as well. That's worse. You yeah, look yeah. worse than I did. <laughs> you cut me real deep. I'm playing a bold character in this campaign as well, so just lean in fully into it. Excellent. Yep. Embrace the meme. Last but not least, he's an esports commentator, an analyst, a streamer, an Instagram fitness icon, the second best Widowmaker <laughs> in the world, the Brenji himself. Please welcome Brennan Hook. Mm, yeah, thank you. All very fitting and not exactly uh, taken with uh, any exaggeration whatsoever as well. So yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a great intro. Thank you. Excellent. I tried. I tried. I came up with those about Chief five minutes for the show. Himbo <laughs> and Chief. Mm, okay, hold on. Oh. Let me update my notes. <laughs> himbo in chief okay show notes for later excellent so cyberpunk red is the latest edition of the cyberpunk role-playing game it was created by mike pondsmith in 1988 it was inspired obviously by the literature movies and music of the cyberpunk genre which really kind of hit its heyday during the late 80s you had movies like Blade Runner, so on and so forth that came out. You had Neuromancer, the novel, all super, super influential. In the upcoming game, Cyberpunk 2077, we sort of see the aesthetic moving closer to the modern era, a modern conception of cyberpunk. But the game and the genre have always owed their roots in terms of aesthetics to the media of the 80s and 90s. So, in our story, our heroes live in Night City located in what is in our time Morro Bay, California, on the west coast of the no longer United States, in the year 2045. This is where our story begins, and it's, again, the city where the game Cyberpunk 2077 is set as well. But if you've watched any of the game trailers for that coming up with all, in all of its Keanu Reeves glory, you see this huge, bustling city with gigantic hollow neon lights all over the place, and that is not the city of our story. 20 years before our story begins, a nuclear device was detonated at the heart of the Arasaka Towers corporate complex. 
It was at the height of the fourth corporate war, a conflict in which the various corporations and megacorps all across the world finally got to just lay into each other, struggling for power. The two big players in that conflict, Arasaka and Militech, ended up using this as a proxy war to fight each other all over the planet. It ended up breaking up the power of the mega corporations that once held an iron grip on most of the world. And the governments, which sort of took a backseat in the earlier cyberpunk era, have finally reasserted themselves. But all this jockeying for power came at the cost of the daily lives of the people of Night City. The bomb that went off wasn't that big for all things, all uh, intents and purposes. It was more of what you call like a suitcase bomb, but it did the job. It was enough. A lot of Night City was built on fill, where they started to fill in Morro Bay in the Pacific Ocean. And when the bomb went off, not only did it bring down the Arasaka Towers at the heart of the corporate center, spray radioactive waste and fallout throughout the city, create a twisted, glowing maze of debris at the very heart of Night City, it also sent out a small earthquake that liquefied the foundations, letting the bay just rush in. Ever since then, the city has been rebuilding slowly but surely, piece by piece. And it's a lot better than it was, but it is nowhere near the glowing metropolis that we see in the trailers for the game that's going to come out. This is the year 2045. And ever since that bomb went off, and ever since the orbitable bombardment of the Fourth Corporate War, every morning and every night, the particles that were sent up into the sky by that conflict paint the sunrises and sunsets a crimson bloody red. That's why it's come to be known as the Red Sky City. And this is where our heroes live. What do we know about our characters so far? <laughs> well, for starters, I happen to know that you all live in the same apartment complex, not quite near the red zone, the very heart of the city, which has still not been reclaimed. The corporations have moved in and the nomad families have started to reestablish contact between the big cities across the world. And over time, they've started to shove all the debris out into the bay to fill it up so they could build new structures. And at the edges of the hot zone, the red zone, new towers are rising. Giant arcologies, these massive buildings that are going to contain everything you need to live. Working quarters, living quarters, parks completely inside. They're starting to rise up. But the red zone is still unclaimed. In the heart of the city, there are still mazes of glowing wreckage and burned out cars and corpses that have never been recovered. And the most hardened criminals and cyber psychos who have lost their humanity entirely from too many implants dwell there. It's a dangerous place still glowing with radioactivity. And your apartment is within eyeshot of it. It's not that people are shooting each other on your front step, but you can hear the gunshots, all right? That's sort of what we're talking about here. Yeah, most of L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Did I mention I'm from the Bronx? <laughs> not, not yet, but if somebody's playing that drinking bingo game, they're, they're going to be dead by the end of it. <laughs> oh, that's a wrap. You all live in the same apartment, on the third floor of the same apartment. Mm. And you've got a pretty good deal going. The rent isn't too high. And most of the booster gangs and cyber psychos leave you guys alone. There's a deal you have with one of the neighborhood fixers. He gets a share of the rent that you all pay. And in exchange, he keeps the local gangs and mobsters and all that off your back. Getting to work, for those of you who have to commute, is always a little bit risky. But otherwise, this is a weird little 
nice deal that you've got going on. The apartment belongs to one Jim Fingers. Sideshow's character. What? Yes. I know. I, I looked Love at the... Fix my... <laughs> <laughs> so here's what happened. I was looking at our characters that you, you gave me before we started our game. And I was trying to figure out who it would make the most sense to own the building. And unfortunately, that meant giving Josh some sort of power. But don't worry. I'm sure... <laughs> Damn it. I'm sure he's not going to abuse that in any way, shape, or form. So No, no, I'm a, I'm a good bigger? landlord. So why don't we run through the four of you and give me just the basics, because we don't know everything about your characters yet. Uh, and we're actually going to go ahead and start with Rachel. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your character, what you know so far? Sure. Uh, her name is Natalie Smith, and um, she is recently out of school, and she got a pretty sweet job in the mail room, in the shipping room, of a major corporation, and she's just been slowly working her way up there, following the rules, doing her very best, showing up on time every day, and just leaving it all on the floor. Because if you do a good job at work, then that's fine. Then you can make money, and then you can live a happy life, right? I'm sure that's exactly how that works. I mean, in theory. <laughs> <laughs> in practice? Uh... I don't know. Uh... Alex, why don't you tell us what you have of your character so far? And for those of you in chat, even our players don't know everything about their characters yet for reasons we're going to talk about in a moment. Yeah, so... Uh, so uh, Oro, by the way. Make sure everyone has to say it right. Oro. Oro? Oro, I'm, I'm not responding to you. Oro. Every character one. you have ever played in a tabletop game is called Oro. Interesting. No connection. <laughs> um, so... Uh, <laughs> Oro is actually a, uh, he's actually like what you would consider a uh, influencer. Um, what this generation <laughs> would refer to as a content creator. Uh, but he- A global icon, uh, a national treasure. Uh, no, no. Did you, he's did not you really just make yourself no, inside no, 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 the no, I didn't. I didn't make myself. I made like a, <laughs> like actually a closer version of you, Bren. So no, oh, someone who God. isn't nearly as famous as I am, uh, but basically, uh, yeah, so Oro is a, uh, well, for one, he's uh, also Hispanic, had to get that one in there, um, and he's a, yeah, he's like considered like an influencer, and, and he's really popular, uh, or he's creating popularity amongst the, uh, the current, I guess, intranet, right, that they have uh, in Night City, uh, you know, kind of like growing a fan base and uh, getting bigger, plays video games, uh, does like a variety of different things, uh, but that is basically the long and short of it. I was gonna ask what sort of content he creates, like what's his primary fan base? Is he most, does he mostly do gaming stuff? Does he do a lot of like IRL, just chatting, mukbang? What sort of, you know, does he- Yeah, it's do... like li literally anything. Like mm -hmm. he, he's like a, a, an all around creator. He posts about the news, he'll talk about what new entertainment things are coming out, whether that be like, games or uh music or movies like he's just he's just like an all-around guy he really isn't uh he, he's like growing but he's not the biggest name obviously but he has yeah, like he, a, a loyal fan base he's chasing the clout chasing know, the clout that's it that's yeah. it yeah so every role they're not classes in cyberpunk red they're roles and every role has a different special skill solely available to that role uh natalie smith is a exec so a corporate not an actual executive yet, but you know, maybe one day she'll get there. Uh, Oro is technically, it's called a rocker, but really it's applied to any sort of like 
rebel, non-corporate owned influencer, media personality, etc. And the special ability of the rocker is influence, but I'm pretty sure we're going to reskin it as clout. Like I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to go in and just rename it clout pretty soon. I like it. All right. Like uh, Sideshow, why don't you tell us what we know so far about Jim Fingers? Yeah, Jim Fingers is a, a local fixer who's come up within the, the nearby scenes because he's got his fingers in many different pies. He knows people, and he knows people who know people, and he's managed to facilitate, you know, small-time deals that, you know, scratch his back, he'll scratch yours, and he's set himself up with a nice little place. He's made some money on the side. He doesn't always follow the rules, but he follows them enough to stay under the radar. He's just a bit of a, not, not a hustler, but he's just out there doing a bit of dodgy dealing here and there in order to make a bit of money for himself. Hmm. And just to get out in front of this before, you know, the inevitable occurs, the way that the apartment works right now, it's just barely clearing, so it's paying for itself, but between the bribes you have to pay to the local gang lords and all that stuff, it's, uh, the, the profit margin is slim, we'll say that. Oh yeah, money's, money's tight, I keep squeezing mm. these guys every month. <laughs> uh, last but not least, Brent, why don't you tell us about Jarek's Ashwater? I tactically yes. wait until you try to sip. I like that Josh has decided to use a rough and ready accent or like kind of, yeah, kind of dialect for your character. Whereas I have gone for the opposite of that, where I am going for quite a pronounced uh, sort of accent. Jerks Ashwater uh, is a, is a well-educated chap. He went to um, a very high up university. You wouldn't have heard of it because I haven't <laughs> thought of it yet. Um, and he, uh, he studied medicine there. And basically now he works in the field of med tech, uh, cybernetic implants, and he is a local surgeon, essentially. Um, a local underground surgeon, although he doesn't really like to apply the title underground. You know, any surgeon is a surgeon. You shouldn't really take away value from it just because you may or may not implant illegal implants into people if they ask and pay you. It, I mean, the, the, le the legality and the ethics of that, up for discussion. Uh, but that's why he does his business in uh, in the red sky, red red city, sky city. And uh, <laughs> Well done, uh, Brent. On the side of that, yeah, he, he has um, an ulterior motive for why he is in this city, um, because it's not really a place where a chap like him should lie. But uh, yeah, you guys might find that out uh, as we as we go further into the episodes. The term that I'm sure Jarex would never apply to himself is Ripper Doc. Oh no, no, <laughs> that's the terminology for an underground uh, cyber surgeon. All right, so these are our heroes, and they all live on the third floor of this apartment. And again, for being this close to the red zone, it is a it's a decent place. The the interiors are a little bit dingy, and, you know, even 20 years after the Fourth Corporate War, government services are never guaranteed. It's possible that the entire uh, building's transformer is illegally tapped into some other building because the power didn't doesn't go here because the power companies are in flux. And the water, sometimes the water pressure is pretty bad. It comes and goes. Uh, but overall, the view from the roof is like a postcard. That skyline that you see in our logo right there, that's sort of what you see at night or at the sunrise, sunset, if you're sitting on top of the roof. And the roof is where every month, Royal hosts a poker game. Royal is one of the other tenants in the apartment. He's a mercenary, a solo. 
he works for Rex, who's one of the other fixers, one of the bigger fixers in the neighborhood, the one who really has all the go-betweens for the gangs and such. Rex and uh, Jim Fingers, you talk a lot. He's the one that you go through when you need to make a deal with to make sure that the you know the booster gang doesn't the red chrome legion doesn't roll up and burn the place down and that the yakuza doesn't you know decide to start posting up on your corner and all that stuff he's got a lot of contacts and while you have contacts of your own his in this particular territory have been invaluable and grant works for him and just by having grant royal in the building it fends off a lot of trouble the guy's a badass he's a gun for hire uh and Rex makes no secret of the fact that Royal lives here and is heavily, heavily armed. But he's not a bad neighbor. He loves to play cards, and like I said, every month he hosts a community poker night up on the building just at sunset as the sky starts to burn that crimson color and the sun goes down over Morro Bay and the red light streams between the buildings. It's a great view. And all the neighbors come up and everyone brings a little bit of food. All the food in the future is pretty much synthetic. If you're really hard up, you're eating kibble, which is not for dogs, but it's exactly what it sounds like. Otherwise, most food is sort of you know artificially lab-grown, soy-based, pre-pack. There's something of, a, of an urban gardening that's sprung up in the wake of the disaster, so it's a lot easier to get fresh lettuce and tomatoes than usual, but they're you know little small organic, uh, hopefully organic. But <laughs> the, the lot of you make a you make a you get by. And at these poker games, you play exclusively for tiny little nips, the little uh, liquor bottles, which are, again, all probably synthetically developed. But hey, they still get you messed up. So our story is going to start, our backstory is going to start during one of these poker nights. Everybody's up on the roof. You've got some drinks. The water filter isn't too busted today, so you were able to make fresh punch. Everyone's sitting out there, passing around cards. And things are going fairly well, all things considered. Some of you might be struggling to make rent, but you've probably got it locked down for the next month. So, as we start, and as our heroes are sitting around the table, getting to know each other. Uh, I want to know how old everyone's character is, starting with, we're going to kind of maintain this order. So it's going to be Rachel, Alex, Josh, and Bren. So, Rachel, how old is your character? Natalie's like 26. 26? All right, cool. And how old is Oro? Uh, 29. Simpler years. <laughs> right? Before the dark times, before the boomer. Uh, Josh, what are you up to? How old is Jim Fingers? Jim's been around the block a little bit. He's, he's 34. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and Jerax. We might be cut from the same cloth because I was going to say 34 as well. There Do you, you have go. to change now? Are you 35, 33? Mm, let's, make, let's make it 30. We are allowed to have been born on the same no, cycle. No, 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 no. Because I thought 34 was just a unique number in my head. I'm going to be 33. Yeah, I know. People who are 34, my God, that's ancient kind of years, isn't it? That's. I turned 33 this year. Please shut up. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> 87, baby. Let's go. All right. Uh. Generation. So why don't we cover, because uh, what we're doing here, chat, cyber, the cyberpunk role-playing game has always had this cool system 
during character creation called the life path. So aside, every character has stats, just like most role-playing games. They have skills, just like most role-playing games. And we'll go over that as we get deeper into the game. But your background in cyberpunk is really, really important. What happens to you during your life in the dark future can have a direct impact on your character now. So we're going to go through each of your character's life paths in this adventure today. And I want to get it down that all of you know each other before our adventure began. So I'm going to ask each of you twice during the life path to jump in on somebody else's life event. Uh, for example, Natalie is 26, which means that Natalie's going to have nine events in her backstory. And as we find out what these events were going through them one by one, anybody who was alive and like sentient at the time can say, oh, I was there and here's <laughs> what happened. So we're going to do this chronologically. We're going to start with the oldest members of the team. <laughs> yes. With the, the earliest stuff that was going down. All right. So excellent. So Jim Fingers, are there any key events you already know happened to your character in your backstory? No, I am leaving it up to the will of the dice. Excellent. Whoa, oh my goodness. Excellent. I, I'm, I'm leaving it completely open. Heart of the cards. Let's go. Yep. Okay. Heart of the cards. First things first. How does Jim Fingers dress? What's his clothes like? What's his hairstyle like? Does he have any tattoos or, you know, affectations? Hairstyle is an interesting term, Joe, because he is just as bald as the night sky. Yep. Egg. It's like, yep. He's an egg, essentially. He is likes the night to... sky bald? I mean, I was thinking yeah. about the moon. The moon is pretty bald. The moon is a hairless. But that's, you know, but that's true. Kind of the sky, thing. though. You have to be very specific. I mean, yeah. okay. Right. Okay. All right. I haven't seen any hair in the sky either, unless you're talking about Jeez. cloud coverage or something. Anyway, he's, <laughs> he's also, he's, he wears these kind of like uh, chunky tank top kind of setups. Mm -hmm. And this is to show off a little bit these, um, uh, tattoos that he's got around his torso that are schematic drawings of uh, of diag uh, of what do you call them circuit diagrams essentially mm. uh, and then he's got one cybernetic eye <laughs> because of an accident that he had in the past where he was uh, a, a deal went badly Joe a deal went badly but you made the best of it because that's what he does we are probably going to find out what that deal was yeah uh, and so that's it. He's a, he's a fairly short, not particularly imposing, bald guy with a cybernetic guy and so these kind of schematic circuit diagram tattoos across his chest and his back. All right. Uh, and we're going to sort of do this round robin style as we go through these characters. So next up, Jerax, tell me what your character's hair, clothes, and other elements of style are like. Yes. So Jerax is dressed like a bit of a, a wacky doctor, what you'd imagine a wacky doctor to be dressed in. He's got some um, some combat trousers, if you will, if you call it, some military-style trousers, lots of pockets, very useful for holding all things like scalpels, screwdrivers, things that, like, you know, that you would need for his job. Um, he's got some, some 
pretty sturdy military boots on as well. Um, and he wears a long doctor's lab coat where he wears a sort of um, a black tank top underneath that. Um, and is uh, Caduceus, is that, is that how you pronounce it? Caduceus? Yeah, so, Caduceus yeah. staff necklace um, around his neck as well um, as a symbol of his, you know, kind of progression and his, uh, his field of what he studies and uh, participates in. And um, longish hair, kind of like what my quarantine mop is like, but it's styled better, obviously, because I've just gotten out of the shower and didn't really do anything with it. He's also um, allowed to go out and get it cut, unlike us. That's so. true. Yeah, I, yeah, he's allowed to go out and get it cut. But but similar length hair, like medium length hair. Um, and he wears these very cool looking sunglasses that are like, I don't know how to describe them, you know, just like these miniature style of sunglasses like nice i don't know circular small, lenses right yeah small yeah. circular lenses that he wears as well um and he has his sleeves rolled up so you can see two very uh high or well, not high end but two cybernetic arms that uh, that he has uh, applied on both of his arms mm -hmm. um all the way up um and that's what you really get when you look at jerax ashwater and those were expensive was, you make mm -hmm. good money like you're a very ta very talented let's not call you a ripper doc you make good money but those cyber arms were not cheap perhaps today we'll find out how you got them perhaps we won't oro what's your character right. look like dress like uh so you know because he lives the life of an influencer and he's trying to uh show people that he is you know mod like famous if you will Mm -hmm. uh he actually dresses you know like an an urban kind of uh just a, like a not too flashy but just likes to look good uh you know you 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 can see him wearing what the kids would uh these days called joggers you will see him wear stuff <laughs> like that uh he tries to be you know a little bit ahead of the curve when it comes to little little details he also uh has uh Am I allowed to talk about the cyberware that's here? I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, absolutely. But, all right, sweet. Yeah. Uh, so uh, because of the fact that he used to uh, compete in video games, he actually has cyber audio uh, amplified hearing. So he actually has like this thing that almost looks like a hearing aid uh, on, his, on his ear. And that allows him to, you know, be able to just hear things a little bit better um and uh so that that's like one feature and then he also has like a shaved head uh kind of like what i was supposed to have today but my wife bailed on me uh, <laughs> hey mentioned the bronx and my wife we're two for two um <laughs> and then uh yeah so so that's basically uh about it and, and oh and, and probably my favorite thing uh that he carries around with him uh is his scooter he has a scooter oh my that's goodness. right He's got a scooter. He's also like his build is not uh, that uh, he's not like built or anything like that. He's just like a, you know, like a normal, normal looking dude. Right. Doesn't isn't like walking around with muscles isn't like all flexing and fools and stuff like that. He's just he's just chill, dog. He's like me. He's a lot like me, but he's not me. Just to be clear. All right. So if he has a background as a esports pro, I imagine that his cyber optics has some sweet RGB, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, All he right, definitely cool, has RGB cool. hooked up. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It, it was like a thing of the ancient times, but he's bringing RGB back. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. What does Natalie look like? How does Natalie dress? What's Natalie's hair like? And we're going to get into the life path after that. 
well, how convenient. I am portraying Natalie right now. <laughs> uh, Natalie wears, uh, you know, really kind of ill-fitting button-down shirts in plain light colors. Uh, she's got the the stretch office yoga pants that they advertise, at least on my Instagram. And, um, you know, glasses. She doesn't fix them up too much. They're pretty scratched up and dirty. And uh, she just pulls her hair back in a ponytail. She doesn't spend a lot of time on the face or anything. She's more about, you know, just waking up, getting straight to work, doing her best job. It's, it's just plain. All right. And Natalie works for Continental Brands. And Continental Brands used to be an offshoot of Petrochem. But during the corporate war, nobody was paying attention to them. And they basically spun themselves off, bought all the gas stations, and then used that to turn themselves into a food distribution company. So they're, uh, the boss of Continental Brands is known as the Kibble Queen because that like nasty, high-nutrient, crunchy, sort of vaguely barbecue-flavored brown nuggets... Uh, Continental Brands is one of the chief distributors of those. So it, as you can tell, it's an incredibly exciting and rewarding career. It's an excellent flavor and we are extremely high in nutrients. I'm proud to be a part of this company and it is an honor to bring kibble to hungry mouths across the nation. And I'm sure my neighbors are very grateful for the near <laughs> unlimited supply that I can provide. <laughs> now 50% made of kelp. All right. Let's go back up to the top with Jim Finger. So, do you know anything about what sort of family you came from, or are we going to find out right now? Um, I'm perfectly happy to find out right now, honestly. I, okay. You know, I had some ideas, but I also just really am interested in how this whole system works. It is a cool system. So, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to limit it in any mm -hmm. meaningful way. I'm down for whatever. The right. idea that I had in my head was kind of not a big family guy whatsoever. Like maybe mm -hmm. they weren't even around, but see what the see what the heart of the cards pulls out. Heart of the cards. All right. First roll of the campaign, Josh. Roll one D ten. Okay. That'll be a three. Okay. So your family, they were corporate technicians. They were sort of they had jobs with one of the neo corporations that arose from the old megacorps. They made a decent living. Uh, but nothing too fancy. So let me write that uh, down. I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. Yeah. Now roll another Didn't D10. Approve. That'll be a five. A five. Your parents are still alive. Mm. I remember that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. It's all coming back. Let's see how they're doing. Roll 1d10. Now, just before we continue with this, the only dice used in the cyberpunk system are d10s and d6. Mm. And the, the d10 is the dice that you roll to see what happens. It's the dice you roll for skill checks and attack rolls and all that stuff. And the d6 is pretty much just used for damage. So right. get, get used to roll 1d10. Okay, and, uh, okay. Go ahead and do that. That's a six. Six. Okay. Your family is in danger and you are at risk of losing everything. Let's find out why. Oh, man. A lot. Come wow, on. This is, you're going down the worst path here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this I'm is fine. pretty bad. I, my family have been hung over my head. As, you know, I wasn't even, wasn't even that attached to a bomber and popper. Oh, you still <laughs> have to be. Let's uh, roll 1d10. Oh, okay. That's a one. Oh. 
Oh, oh you're not All right. Is that a good or a bad or a not? Your family know. lost everything because they were betrayed. <gasps> Whoa. That's all I know at this point. Like, it doesn't have, you know, uh, well, go to subplot category 52 where the Neocorp does this, this, mm. and this. All we know so far, and we can fill in the cracks together if you have ideas. All we know so yeah. far is that your family lost everything through betrayal. So somebody betrayed your family and they've lost whatever everything means. They've lost it. Those motherfuckers, Joe. I know. <laughs> those bastards. They, all right. They went and got my family. They, they always take it too far, don't they, Joe? They always they take do. it too far. There's something should be sacred, but not in this world. All right. No. One last time. Roll 1d10. Well, not one last time. Roll 1d10 to see what your childhood environment was like in this corporate technician family. What'd you get? Eight. Okay. So your family grew up in one of the arcologies. And an arcology is a building that is designed to, again, it's like a self a colony inside a building it's designed to be you could live your whole life in this huge building parks and businesses and power plants and homes everything your family was one of the pilot families that lived in the arcologies as they were under construction so i imagine that that's what your families were work like if they were a corporate technician family that's what they were working on mm. trying and these are the structures that are going to re revitalize night city because, you know, so much of the land is unusable and uh, the suburb people fled to the suburbs and such. So these huge all-in-one structures are going to be the future of Night City, but they're still under construction. They're not done yet. Next, we're going to find out how many parents you have. Or not how many parents you have. How many parents? Ostensibly wow, two. The future, the future is enlightened and open-minded, even true. if it's, you know, brutal and corporate. We're going to find out how many siblings you have. Roll mm. it. Six. Six. I hope that's siblings. the amount of siblings. You have six siblings. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Wait, really? Yep. I was rolling a 1d10 for the amount, so I could have had 10 siblings. No, eight, nine, or 10 is a zero siblings. So, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's a large family. This isn't Jonathan like my Catholic fingers, cousins. Joni Fingers. Wow. James uh, Fingers. James no, you are James. Fingers. You'd be James. Uh, Joel Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> We were a bit of an inbred family. We all had lots of fingers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, God. So you're supposed to roll once for every... Okay, just roll, roll 60, 10. And we're going to count them okay. off in order, and that's going to determine... All right. So a five, that is an older sibling. A seven, that is a younger sibling. A 10 is a twin you have a twin. Oh, oh, my God. Yes. Okay. The, the twin without the bald head. You know, they chose to mm. keep what's left of their hair. So you have and three... I mock them for it whenever I see them. <laughs> you have three older siblings, uh, two younger siblings, and a twin. A twin? That is... Oh, that's so wonderful. Who were they betrayed by? <laughs> that bastard twin. <laughs> so you're the good twin? We really are I, screwed. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still producing the backstory mm. here as we go through it. His name is Steve Fingers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to come back to you. And when we do, we're going to work on your motivation, your personality, who you value most, your most valuable possession, how you feel about most people, stuff like that. But mm. we're going to go ahead and hop over now. We're going to sort of do this one step at a time with each person. Let's go over to Jerax. Jerax. Mm. 
what I know at least one fact about your family. I know you have a brother. Yes. Yeah. Jurex Ashwater has a brother. Mm -hmm. um, and that is one of his primary motivations is to do with his brother. But in terms of family, how much information do you need to know right now? Uh, uh, I, what sort of upbringing you had? Like, what was okay, the social the, status of your so family? The, the only thing that uh, was uh, certain was that he mm -hmm. grew up in, in the United Kingdom. Okay. So he grew up, grew up in the UK. He has a brother. Those are the only two constants. I'm willing to roll the dice for the rest of them. Let's find out. All right, then yep. let's get started. We're going to do a lot of 1d10 with finding out what sort of the social status of your family was in the UK. What do we got? Seven. A seven. Your family were crime lords. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that explains why you weren't a normal surgeon. Ah, well, yeah. Neglected to mention that in my backstory. You know, I, I, you know, well, hmm. Okay. Accept it. All right, so uh, you do have the option of rejecting anything that comes up. Chat will probably mock you relentlessly. Oh, no, I'm, I'm keeping this. <laughs> you have to keep it, dude. You have to keep it. All right, let's see how they're doing these days. Roll 1d10. Well, they are alive. Two. They are alive. Oh, they're alive. Okay. Yeah. But let's see how they're doing. Roll another d10 for this. Family status. Four. Four. Family status is in danger. So Cyberpunk is a pretty gritty game. It's a lot more likely to have a family that's doing poorly than a family that's doing well. Let's <laughs> roll 1d10 on the family tragedy table. Uh-oh, that's a nine. Nine. Your family is cursed with a hereditary feud that has lasted for generations. The mm. uh, hell? Now what's, what's coming in my brain is that if your family are crime lords, they might have been, you know, from a long line of like a, an organized crime family mm -hmm. and they probably have rivals of some sort that have dogged them this entire time we don't know too much more than that yet but we know that much so far uh roll another d10 to see what your childhood environment was like a five a five all right so you grew up in a defended corporate zone in the center in the central city so you grew up somewhere in the uk where like your family were crime lords, but they had a nice place in the corporate mm -hmm. park with private military security protecting them from all of the the violence in the world. Yep. All right, that check out. Right, that does check out. Roll one d ten for number of siblings, minimum one. Good lord, six <laughs> again. We got these big <laughs> families, big families. Wow. Jeez. Okay. Contraceptives have all stopped working due to the radiation. <laughs> Listen, you got to keep the crime lord family going, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, you know, <laughs> you, you have lots of kids and then you let the empire go to the worthy, right? To the most fit. Of course. To ensure mm -hmm. that, that the uh, family stays strong. Roll, first off, your brother, who is important to you. Yeah. Do you want to decide older, younger, or twin? Um, well, let's roll the dice. And, well, I mean, hmm. Mm. Roll them, you punk ass. Yeah, let's roll the dice. <laughs> okay. 6d10. Yeah, and we're going to have the first d10 be your brother. You have a twin also. <laughs> now, okay. if, if, you yeah. want, if you want, the brother could be your twin just because that let, seems let's apropos. Let's the brother to be the twin. Okay. Yeah. All right. And we'll talk more about your brother as we go. Mm-hmm. 
All I know is that both of your families, yo, they they getting busy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, wait, wait till we get to you, Otto. Oh, thank you. <laughs> wait to pronounce the name. All right, five or lower. Oh, there's a step we forgot here. We're gonna have to double track because this can be really fun, actually. Yeah, oh, we're gonna God. handle this for you. Then we're gonna go back to Jim Fingers to handle that real fast, and then we'll move forward. Uh, okay, so seven is a younger brother, two is an older or sibling. Two, two younger, three young, four younger, mm. one older, and a twin. Okay, this is the part that we forgot about that I did not do for Josh's family, and we're going to have to go back and do it. For each sibling, roll 1d10 to determine what your relationship is like with them. Oh, oh. so 6d10? So yeah, and we're going to do twin, younger, older, in that order. So do 6d10. Okay. So first you off... You want Jim to do it or me? Oh, well, okay. <laughs> uh, all right, let me go back to Jim real quick. Just jump in the gun. Sorry, I thought oh, we had already decided to go back. No, that's no, all right. That's all right. Okay, we're going to... Your twin... Hates you. Wonderful. <laughs> wow. So stereotypical. I mean, that works perfectly. Right? So it's many <laughs> anime story arcs can be built off this. It's all coming together. All right, you have two younger siblings. One of them likes you. And the other one with a seven, hero worships you. Mm. And then you had three older siblings, a nine, a four, and a two. On a nine, hates you. Nice. A four, likes you. And That's a two, dislikes you. So you come from a complicated family, my friend. That is complicated. Uh, Jerax, why don't you go ahead and roll 6d10? Again, we're going to start with, uh, with the twin. Oh. Okay, so we got a one. A on one? I not 10, you not one. They got to be the same outcome, right? The twin must want to murder you. No, actually, he just sort of dislikes you. Oh, wow. Mm. Mm. Fraught. Fraught. A six, a four, and a six, and a four. So sixes are neutral, and fours like you. So two of your younger siblings are neutral, and two of them like you. And the last one, your older brother on an eight, hero worships you. Mm. Wow. And we'll uh, obviously get all this written down and sent to you folks between game sessions so we can start yeah. to calculate things. Oh, I can see, I can see the, the links. I can right? see, I'm, I'm, I can feel the backstory. Coalescing, coming together. Yes. All right, so we're going to come back to you uh, when we get to motivations. But next up, we're going to hop over to Oro. So... Do you have any ideas about your family yet, or do you want to let the dice decide? Uh, I want to let the dice decide a majority of it, but the one thing that I did want to hold on to was the mm -hmm. fact that, similarly to myself, you know, uh, brought up in the, the, the barrio. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No, uh, I don't know what you mean. Shut up. Uh, you know, <laughs> kind of like he was raised in um, what could, what maybe some would describe as uh, the Bronx of... Uh, <laughs> Of, uh, of of Night City. Uh, and that, uh, that's about it. That's, that's okay. as far as it goes. I'm trying to get everyone who's watching like insanely drunk, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's, if, if, you're playing, if you're playing the Four Heads drinking game, you're going to get wasted. You made a big mistake. You're trash. <laughs> you're going to be trash. All right. Uh, all right. 
So, we know that much. And if we have a dice roll that disagrees with it, we'll either combine it or we will ignore it. So, let's find out what your family background was like. Roll okay. 1d10. So, in roll 20, type slash r space 1d10. Oh. Oh, slash R. Okay. Slash R space one D ten. Eight. Okay. Your family was combat zone poor. Damn, son. Damn. Sounds so, about right. So like pick a time period during which the Bronx was just at its like absolute roughest, toughest to live. And that's, that's like uh, Yeah. <laughs> and there again. In the urban centers, the combat zones are literally, like, nobody goes there. You can't get an ambulance to go in there unless it's a trauma team yeah. who come heavily armed. Like, so the Bronx in the 80s. All right. There we Sweet. go. There we go. In the 80s. All right. All right. So, yeah. Or 70s. 70s was when it was on fire, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that works. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, roll 1d10 to see the status of your parents. Six. Thanks. They're both alive. Wow, everybody has like intact parents so far. I would like my father's name to be Asvaldo. Okay, and that's uh, as far as I know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can and you... Maria, Asvaldo and Maria. Okay, there we mm. go. All right. They're alive. Roll one d ten to see their status. Ten. Ooh. The Parents who raised you in the combat zone are okay. Your yeah. family is actually doing all right. Wow. All right. I mean, maybe they're not in the combat zone anymore. Who knows? But they're actually doing all right. So, um, bu -bu -bu -bum. roll 1d10 we're gonna modify this like i'm I'm gonna apply some gm fiat here to make sure that it matches what we've got so far but roll 1d10 for childhood environment five yeah that doesn't fly so i'm gonna it says in a defended corporate zone so unless you have a good idea for why your family was in the combat zone but you were raised like in the nice bougie part of town i'm gonna ignore that and say you were raised in the heart of the combat zone yeah, that's fine. I'm scrappy, you know. I'm a little, I'm a little scrappy kid. You know what I'm saying? Going out there, just doing what I need to do. You know, you know. What is that voice? Food. Yeah, what is this you accent? Know, you know what I mean? Just cutting up some foods, right? Stabbing an old lady, you know, getting some bread, Jesus. You know? getting some synthetic bread. What the? <laughs> listen, listen. Sometimes you have to do whatever it takes to procure the grain. You have to get the bread, you know? If they have a bag, yeah. you take it. Does bread uh, even exist in this world? Synth, synth bread. Oh, yeah, it's it's uh. pre-packed, you know, partially kelp, partially soy-based, uh, you know, continental fako bread, but it's there. <laughs> uh, Yo, I mess with tofu. I mess with the stinko bread, whatever you call it. If, now, <laughs> if you get your hands on, like, a real, actually baked loaf of bread, wars have been fought over lesser things. Uh, it's a luxury what? item. Like, yeah, the corporates, like, if you want fresh food, aside from the fact that urban gardening took off after society basically collapsed, fresh food is so rare. Uh, mm. hmm. most, most of the farms, first off, a little bit of backstory, and then we're going to do siblings, and we're going to hop over to Seltzer. The fourth corporate war, only one nuke went off, 
But there's this whole society that lives in the orbital space stations. They're called the High Riders. And they decided during the war that they were sick of both Arasaka and Militech, the, the two uh, private military contractors that were going at it. They started throwing rocks from orbit on anybody they didn't like. So most of like the, the agricultural areas of the world either are dust bowls now or they're used to grow fuel because most of the fuel used by cars and stuff, it's called chum, and it's basically grain alcohol converted into fuel. So most of the agricultural business is dedicated to that or you know kelp farms and soy in order to create uh, synthetic food. Hold on, they threw rocks? Yeah. Like from rocks, orbit. rocks. Yeah, when you drop a rock from orbit, it hits with a decent amount of impact. Oh. Yeah. That's how science works, Brent. But I figured <laughs> it would burn up in the atmosphere. It all depends in on the size rock. of the rock. Mm. Big rocks. Yeah. There's also, <laughs> like, a... <laughs> Big so rocks, eh? Rocks. Mm, big, big rocks, rocks. <laughs> well see you mm. later <laughs> big, big good night everybody um all right <laughs> last but not least let's hash out your siblings and then we will get right. on to natalie so roll I'm, 1d10 I'm for natalie all right 1d10 okay two you have two siblings tight Ro roll 2d10 to figure out their relative ages okay um You, everybody's twins for everybody. Twins for oh everyone. My oh my That's god! That's absurd. Wow. All right. So Bro, you, have, you know what it is? It's the radi It's the radiation. It's the radiation. It got in everyone's balls, mm -hmm. and then it's making <laughs> twins. That's what yeah. it is. It's the radiation. Yep. It's all into semen, and bam, twins come out. Basil, they, twins. They put, they put a chemical in the water that's making everyone have twins. Um. Yeah, all right. I'm you. Is now that your <laughs> Yes. All right, give me 2d10 for how your All siblings right. feel about you, and then Natalie's up. They're obviously going to freaking love me because I'm the obviously, best. Obviously, obviously. A nine and a five, so one hates you. Fuck! <laughs> it's your twin. Oh, that's nice. such a classic. <laughs> and nice. And your younger, your younger sibling's sort of eh, neutral about you. Whatever. That's fair. That's, a bit, yeah, right? that's fair. Right? All right. Natalie, you're up. Do you have right. any anything from your backstory in terms of family environment that you want to dictate right now before we start rolling? No. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> we'll we'll let fate decide. Doing it this way is so much better. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> this is honestly one of the things I was excited about for the cyberpunk game is just this system because we haven't even moved into the life path. One of you could start out in debt to a mega corporation or wait, with... this isn't the life path. This is <laughs> this is the start of the life path. We're not even okay. in it yet, dude. We're not bro, even oh in it. God. Start to your life path. <laughs> it's amazing, dude. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. Want to hop uh, in this life path? <laughs> All right, Rachel, roll 1d10 to determine your family ranking. Eight. Wow, you have clawed your way up from combat zone poor. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> All right, so your family lived in like burned out buildings and near the red zone if they were in Night City. Uh, with just surrounded by violence and poverty. Roll 1d10 so we can figure out your parental status. So far, everyone's parents have been alive. 
10 winner Whoa. something happened to your family all right roll 1d10 to figure out what happened one uh, oh they died in warfare oh so that's brutal the combat one's making sense so you yeah. are 26 the fourth corporate war the time frame is right. They probably died in the corp in the fourth corporate war. Uh, they might have hail been corporate. hail corporate. They might have been blown up in the nuclear attack. But even before the the bomb went off, there were tanks in the streets of Night City. It was it was a whole thing. So they probably died in the fourth corporate war. But I leave it up to you if you want something else. Sounds good. Okay. I mean, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> My parents are dead. Great. <laughs> okay so roll 1d10 find out your childhood environment one spent on the street with no adult supervision i mean that checks out mm. Damn, i, like I actually feel really bad for natalie <laughs> it's crazy yeah. dude. Like, oh. all of you have great families your parents are fine and you're terrible people <laughs> like the one character that is like normal and just wants to get through the day but yet mm -hmm. everything bad has happened to her meanwhile mm -hmm. the three of us assholes <laughs> have these great existences the fuck out of here <laughs> i love it it's like yes please i'm just the nice person who works in the mailroom and there's this just that's the, the crust over this well of oh, trauma that's a good story though right Ooh. right we got some good stuff going on here okay unless you want to decide roll 1d10 for siblings Six. Oh my god. <laughs> what? They can't have all survived. <laughs> Six kids left to roam combat zone? <laughs> Dear god, what are you supposed to do with this? Do Yo, I, everyone's parents be fucking that's insane <laughs> at some point well if it wasn't for the fact that nobody else's parents are dead i'm like that's it some of you are siblings some of your characters are siblings because there's just way too many kids running around at this point okay roll 6d10 to determine age order once it should be a twin oh thank god the one person with no twin bless up all right so Five or lower is older, meaning that you have one, two, three older siblings. And I should, yeah, because that's how math works. Three younger siblings. <laughs> Go ahead and roll 6010 one last time on this section to determine how your siblings feel about you, starting from younger to older. So two dislikes you, eight hero worships you, three likes you. And for the older siblings, we got a four, a nine, and a two. A four likes you, a nine hates you, and a two dislikes you. Mm. Okay. Some of them respect me. Some of them, I'm, I guess I'm feeding or like sending maybe envelopes of money to and the rest. Mm. Are... They think you sold out to the man. Yeah, I guess, I guess corporate Ooh. killed their parents, so. Right. I, mean, I just to be uh, fair. I want to interject real fast. And mm -hmm. Scoot said, uh, "Did any corporation make condoms?" 
<laughs> yes. This is the opposite of the Margaret Atwood uh, apocalypse. But they did not yeah. do well. The radiation clearly... just blew holes in it all. <laughs> all the condoms have just holes in them. It's crazy. Yeah. Jesus, I, I think it's a it. thing where the world is ending and people are just like, you know, screw it. Let's just go. Free love. Let's just, just you know. Rabbits. Uh, repopulate rabbits. the earth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the dark future. It's babies, babies, so many babies, 400 babies. That actually sounds horrible. I've that is been. the darkest future. <laughs> I respect that. All right. So that is the end of the family section. The next part is figuring out your personality motivations. And I expect this is a place where you might want to take a little bit more. You are welcome to leave it up to the dice. But some of you may already have ideas and I don't want to hijack that. The last thing is going to be life events. So next up. We're going to go back down the starting with Jim Fingers. So, mm. do you have an idea for what his personality is like? Um, I have a good idea of what he presents his personality like mm. when he's, you know, talking to others and when he's making deals. He's, you know, quite charismatic and he likes to wheel and deal a little bit. But in terms of his raw character, mm -hmm. the, the, the face that he only presents to himself, I'm willing to let the dice decide. Okay. I mean, unless it's not something like cripplingly shy, in which case that just <laughs> doesn't really vibe at all. But... Jim Fingers is an alternate persona he's created for himself, but when he's alone, <laughs> you know, he's just this terrified, what if they don't like me? <laughs> he uses a sock puppet to make all of his deals because he can't talk himself. He has to do it for somebody yeah. else. His name is something completely different. Jim Fingers is the name of the puppet. Yeah, of course, that would make a lot of sense as well. <laughs> All right, then. Roll 1d10 to determine what lies beneath the affect of Jim Fingers. Okay. It's a nine. A nine. Intellectual and detached. Hmm. You're supposed to roleplay okay. in this game, Josh. You're supposed to roleplay as somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, the person you value most. If you already know, you can tell me. Otherwise, roll. Nope. Roll it. It's four. a four. A friend. Okay. Or maybe it's one of you lot. It could be. <laughs> it could be. I'll, I'll decide later on which of you deserves my <laughs> most valued friendship. We'll be holding a competition for one of you can be my best friend. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. What Bear do me. you value most? What do I value most? Okay. There's the number eight. Again power well that yeah you know what that vibes <laughs> yeah that checks out how do you feel about most people six six <laughs> every person is a valuable individual okay i don't know All why right. i found that funny it's like how do you value people six <laughs> every person right. is a valuable individual all right. Okay. Yeah. Good luck. You're gonna try that and spin work. that like everyone is some value to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that? that's what I was thinking. Because otherwise, uh, it doesn't really vibe with what I'm saying. You know. Yeah. Because You know, I, I, if I'm detached from, you know, then I don't know whether I, I'd really consider everybody valuable. You know. I could see you being like everybody actually has unique, you know, abilities and and variables yeah. to them and. You know, they don't have to immediately be discarded and killed. And if we can find a deal that's mutually beneficial, then that's preferable. But if that's not doable, then we're going to find the, the deal that benefits me. Sure. Well, someone sure. says in chat, everyone's valuable because they pay rent. 
That's absolutely <laughs> true. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The Benny. Thank Eat you, the man. rich. Uh, all right. Now your most valued possession. A nine. A toy. A toy. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I leave you to figure that one out. Uh, and that is it for this part of the life path. So, mull that over while we go back to Jerax. Mm. So, Jerax, do you have an idea for what your character's personality is like yet? No, actually. Great, roll. Ten. A ten. Personality is friendly and outgoing. Ah. Who is the person you value most? Uh, that would be my twin brother who dislikes me. <laughs> you know, family's, family's complicated. Family is yeah. very yeah. complicated. Uh, all right. So that one is, and that's exactly like the time to say, screw the dice. I have my idea. That's the, the moment to mm -hmm. move in. What do you value most? Um, I don't know. Let's roll the dice. A six. Vengeance. Oh, not whoa. wrong. Not wrong. That plays in perfectly. That checks out. How do you feel about most people? Uh, let's have a look. With dice. Two. Two. Neutral. Hmm. Yeah. And what is your most valued possession? Um, rolling. Ten. A letter. Ooh. Huh. Okay. The, the letter C, because it's for cookie. What? <laughs> <laughs> he is for cookie. Oh, cookie, cookie, cookie starts with C. Next up, Oro. All right. Do you know much about your personality yet? Uh, outgoing. Okay. Because he he makes you know content and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of have to be. So yeah. I know that sense. that for sure. All right. He's, uh, he's got that Latin flair. You know what I mean? He's got that Latin flair. All right. Oh. You should know exactly what I'm saying. Latin flair, outgoing, and Latin flair for personality. Who's the yeah. person that Oro values most? Let's roll this some bitch. My wife, 1D10. Cynthia, is not on this chart. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, no, my roommate was right here, but no, no, she can't know. Uh, yeah, 1D10. 1, 1D10. Okay. And by the way, if you're in the chat window and you press the up arrow, it'll load the last command you sent. Mm. So, oh, sweet. Yeah, that'll be helpful. That. Okay. A nine. Your, the person you value most is a personal hero. Wow. Mm. Okay. It's me, isn't it? <laughs> God, no. It's Our... somebody he's seen in very, very old TV broadcasts called Golden Boy, who used to be <laughs> show Fair. in the past. Yeah, I Cause... model my career after him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you value most? Roll the dice. 1d10, yeah? Yeah. Just double checking. That's the nice thing about this system. It's almost always 1d10. Sweet. You value most love. Oh, how sweet. Wow. Or the love of others, perhaps. <laughs> do I value the love sweet. of others or do I value loving others? You rolled the word love. What that means is up to you, my friend. Tight. 
That's that's a beauty. You take the prompt and you run with it in whatever direction mm. you'd like to. Okay, sweet. Okay. All right. Like, How do you feel about most people? All right. Sorry. One sec. No worries. And again, you're always welcome to come up with it yourself. Ten people are wonderful. Mm. Huh. Damn. Uh, Bit of an optimist, huh? You can frag yeah. that if you want. You oh, can frag that if you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll roll with it. I'll roll with it. All right. <laughs> and last, what is your most valued possession? My most valued possession. Oh, yeah. I actually want it to be an item. Mm. What do you have uh, in mind? I was thinking the, the, the phone that I make the content with. Like, because everything I have is there. Like, how mm -hmm. I keep in touch with my family and, you know, or my parents and, and all that stuff. All right. And so, I specifically gave you, like, the most souped up uh, smartphone I of the future. I saw that, which is yeah, the reason yeah. why I wanted, mm -hmm. I wanted that to be it. It's, like, like very materialistic. Your, your unboxing video for that one hit, got a lot of hits on the local data pool. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. How cool. I got it, though, we'll find out. All right. Natalie, you are up. What do you already know about your character's personality? Um, what we know about her is, I mean, for people interacting with her, she probably seems like kind of a pushover, kind of a, a yes gal. Uh, just really like background. Wallflower. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to leave that written under her personality or do you want to roll for like an under the surface thing? Your call. Yeah, let's let's do the dice. All right, Ooh. roll it. Hmm. Eight. Sneaky and deceptive. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's gonna be me the whole time. <laughs> hey, chaos is a ladder, right? Absolutely. Okay. Next. Who's the person you value most? Hmm. Seven. A seven. A teacher or mentor? Oh, that makes sense. Do you already have a concept for that? You don't have to. A lot of this, I feel like people are going to go home, they're going to mull over, and they're going to be like, okay, I think I know who this is, and I think I know who that is, and we're going to explore it as we go. Yeah, actually, I, I know exactly who this teacher is because I managed to pull myself up by bootstraps enough to get myself to the local community college. And there, I was inspired by a woman who had it all. She was just a, a housewife. She was pregnant. She was beautiful. She was teaching a class. She had a career. She showed pictures of this, this tiny rooftop garden that she was taking care of. And I thought, that's the life I want. And, uh... That's what I'm gonna I'm gonna work hard at this corporate for. Nice. So I, could, I could do whatever it is that I think that that lady did. I like it. I like it. Mm. Promise not to turn that back around on you in some horrible fashion. Oh, please do. <laughs> I have no personal real life attachment to that fantasy. <laughs> I mean the, the the tagline of the show is cyberpunk conspiracy. I just want to throw that out there. Mm. All right. What does Natalie value most? I don't know. Let's find out. Nine. A nine. Having a good time. Having a good time. Yeah, in the grander sense of securing a good time for oneself. 
mm-hmm. and, and as much as you can guarantee it in cyberpunk 2044 conspiracy all right, so like the long format, having a good time, having a good life, having the finer things in life, you know, the rooftop garden, having it all, that sort of thing. We are, right. we are investing in a paycheck. We are not waiting to win the lottery here. I like it. How do you feel about most people? Nine. A nine? <laughs> Another nine? Nine. Wipe them all out and give the place to the cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed what the demon said there on account of it was a demon. Wipe them all out and give the place to the cockroaches. <laughs> wow. Okay, that got dark. <laughs> Listen, I, I want you to know a lot of my, my future fantasy based uh, on my projections on this one teacher I had and this one book cover I found ripped off that showed a, a beautiful sweeping green plain and a tiny cottage. And I thought, there's no way I could have that life with all these people about. <laughs> and so in my quietest moments, I do dream of a smaller world in that <laughs> for those who remain. Yo, she a killer girl? <laughs> are you trying, are you going to kill me? That's crazy. <laughs> Look, if you want the white picket fence, sometimes you have to break a few eggs, nuke a few populations. It oh my doesn't God. happen on its own. Oh, my word. Okay. Yeah, if you're fucking... Pr- anyway, go on. It's, <laughs> it's insane. So, we are now reaching the life path. And this is mm. where we're going to find out what happened in your backstories so far. And each of you basically has two cards, right? Two two tokens, two shots, whatever you want to call it. Each of you, we're going to go through person by person and determine some of the events that happened in your backstories. Each of you has two chances to say, I was there when that happened. And you can invoke that at any time. You just got to speak up. We're going to do one event at a time and we're going to circle around, again, going from oldest to youngest. So let's go ahead and spin the wheel uh jim fingers yes uh roll we're gonna do 12 events for you because again um the game normally like you know young cool hip characters up to age 28 it doesn't go sure. above that so we're gonna cap it out at 12 events and i think to everyone except natalie is older than that so everyone's gonna have 12 events except for natalie uh, who's going to have something happen every single year after you turned 17. Mm. So let's get started. For your first event, roll 1d10 to find out what happened. So this is this is me rolling 1d10 to find out what happened when I was 18. No. Are we doing it year by year or it's just... It, we're, so if, if you were 28 or younger, it was going to be year by year. But I'm right. not going to roll like your age minus 16 times. That's a sure, lot. Sure. Yeah, so we're, yeah. we're capping it out at 12. This happened in a year. And, but these are in chronological order in your mm. life. So these, this is early years. It doesn't necessarily exactly. have to be when I was 18, but it's early 20s at the absolute latest. Mm-hmm. 10. Nothing happened that year. Next. Oh, nice. <laughs> mm. All right. Jared. That might be a good thing. It, you know, there's good and bad, and given the kind of game that Cyberpunk is, there's a lot of bad on these charts. Let me just tell you. Jerax, roll 1d10 to find out what happened that year. Four. Four. Friends and enemies. Friends and enemies. 
Roll. 1d10. 10. You made an enemy. Huh. Could have been someone you botched a surgery on. Let's find out who it was. It could be. Yeah. Let's roll 1d10 to find out who it was. One. A former friend. Oh. Oh, yeah. He probably left him with like a limp. <laughs> well, let's find like out. Why is there animosity? Roll 1d10. 10? 10? Somebody foiled somebody else's plan. Who? Roll 1d10. 1? They hate you because you foiled their plans. Oh. You foiled the, the plans of a friend. Of a friend. Now, what would probably happen if you ran into each other? Roll 1d10. 8. 8. Ignore the scum. Hmm. So it's uh seems like one of those you know social snubbing things, and if they happened to want to hurt you, what sort of resources could they apply against you? Roll one d ten. Ten. An entire government agency. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Mm. Well, thanks. Explain why I'm hiding in the Red Sky City. Yeah, this is probably something that happened over, you know, across the pond, and it mm -hmm. motivated you to GTFO. Thanks for playing. Next up. Cool. Oro, your first All event right. on the life path. Roll 1d10. What do we get? Five. Friends and enemies. Roll 1d10 to find out which. Four. A four. You made a friend. I'm awesome and everyone's amazing. <laughs> and that's it. What kind of friendship is it? Roll 1d10. Oh, this is interesting. Three, a teacher Three. slash mentor. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, I think I could, I think I could uh, fit this in. And that's all we know so far. That's the end of that life path event. So at some point early in your life, you made a friend. They were either a teacher to you, a mentor to you, or vice versa. All right. And now we're going to start Natalie on the life path. So this would be the year you turned 17. Got it. So roll 1d10. Go ahead and narrate that. Just Yeah, just in case folks are listening. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, for anyone listening at home, I've rolled a two. <laughs> Perfect. A two on the life path. That is... Ooh, I think it's, yep. Big problems, big wins. Roll Ooh. 1d10 to figure out which. Man, Natalie murdered someone. I rolled a 10. <laughs> Ooh. You got lucky. Something good happened. Mm. Roll 1d10. Yeah, she murdered somebody. That's what happened. <laughs> That's not good. You found a martial arts teacher. <laughs> she, she killed someone with fucking karate. <laughs> So, you're going to learn, you're going to gain a martial arts skill that starts at plus two. What? That's, that's pretty good. Thank yeah. you. This, see, this is one of the cool things about the life path. It's not just backstory stuff. It can give you money or skills or reduce your stats. All sorts of stuff can happen. I did not picture Rachel's character as a deceitful person whose parents are slayed by the corporates who does <laughs> kung fu and wants everyone to die. 
I'm gonna be honest. Karate. It was probably a self-defense class, It wasn't karate and it wasn't kung fu. It was Krav Maga, and it was very much about self-defense, which is what gave me the confidence ultimately to accept this listing in Jimmy Fingers' building. You don't go there unless you have some Krav Maga under your belt, am I right? All right. Well. I, I love that we went through all this and we started out with Josh just getting absolutely nothing happened. Great. Mm. All right, let's do your yeah. second life event. Back to you, Josh. Roll 1d10. Okie dokie. It's an eight. An eight. Romantic involvement. Okay. Ooh. All right. Jimmy. Let's... I like go by Jimmy. That's not... That's the, that's the name of an internet magician, as I realized when I googled the name that I had made up. <laughs> Jimmy Fingers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, how how did your romantic involvement go? Roll 1d10. Well, I'm not... Uh, I don't have much optimism here, Joe. What did you get? It was the six. Uh, a love affair with problems. Ooh. Mm, I the, thought the, so. There were problems. I want to interject. I want to. Let's go. Let's go. Oro interjects. Wait, you, you were my love affair. <laughs> oh, yes. Couldn't stop staring at you. Is that actually what you. Is no, that what no, 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 no. All right. I want to be, be involved <laughs> okay. in whatever. I was going to say, that might be tricky to role play the more we get into it. <laughs> All right. Josh. Alex, do you want us to keep rolling through this to see how it went down and then figure out how you're involved, or do you have an idea already? Uh, so where are we at right now? That it was a love event and that, or a romantic affair or whatever, and that it had problems. The relationship had problems. This is problems. when I was pretty young okay. as well. How much older is my character than yours? If um, I'm 34, you're, I'm like six years older? Uh, five years older. So this is... Okay, so this is when you're in your like late teens max as well. well here's yeah, the thing. Uh -huh. You could stack all of your life events at the like end of your life. You yeah, sort of I have suppose. this wiggle room. So we'll, right, we'll right. make the timeline work one way or another. Okay. Oh no, 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 no. I want this to be like some like, you know, teacher, you know, like one of those love affairs. You know what I mean? I want, I want this to be messed up. Where like I'm the young kid involved in this whole yeah, no, let's let's really get dark here. You tell me cyberpunk's dark, let's make it dark. Welcome okay. to the dark future. There it is. <laughs> the highly problematic future. Um there it is. Let's roll 1d10 before we go any further to see what's up. What'd you get? It was a two. A two. Okay, well, Oro, here's your chance. Your lover's family slash friends would use any means to get rid of you. Mm. Uh, I would use any means to get rid of him. Well, here's the thing. All we know is he was in a love affair of some kind. It yeah. had problems. Those problems were whoever his love interest was that person's family and friends would do whatever it took to get rid of Josh's character. So we know oh, you're shit. involved somehow. Is it one of your siblings? Is it one of your cousins? Is it a friend of yours? Were you one of the people in the family that was mm. trying to get rid of Josh? There's a lot well, they, of possibilities here. They, they leaked some stuff to you and you made a, a video about it. Oh. <laughs> Exposing me. Huh. Do I have to think about this now? Do I have to settle on this now? Uh, you you don't have to figure this out just yet. Okay. You don't have All to right, figure this out. It, I want to let it go. I okay. Wanna let it, I want to see what happens. So let's see how the two of you still feel about each other, Josh. Roll oh. 1d10. It is a... 
two. Another two. two. You still love them. Mm. They're the one who got away. Uh, but nothing about how they feel about me. Correct. That's up in the air. Oh, I'm just unaware after their family drove me away. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Oro, if you have an idea, you can go ahead and do it now, or we can hash it out later. All we know is that you are somehow involved in this. Huh. Let's hash it out later. Okay. I've marked, later. I've marked that down. I'm thinking there's some sort of family connection, though. I'm thinking there's some sort of family or friend connection. That seems the logical thing, but we'll mm. figure it out as we... If it occurs to you during the stream, just, you know, yeah. ooh, 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 put your hand up, let me know. Otherwise... Oh, wait. My siblings, uh, what were their ages? Let's see. Do, 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 Oro, you have a twin and a younger sibling. So... Oh, okay, wow. So they would be work. young. Yes. That definitely work. <laughs> and for the purposes of this stream, they were at least 18. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I all right. Hmm, I think I've thought of something. What I do think you got? that I wasn't involved in the mm -hmm. relationship mm -hmm. with the person that he was involved in, but I knew them through like a uh you know, like a friend of a friend, right? Like one of those things. Mm -hmm. Um they're in your social circles. And 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 why have you got that little smile on your face? I, and, yeah. and and I didn't and I didn't trust him. Mm. I was like, because you know, I mean, I didn't know. I just knew of this person, but because mm -hmm. I saw them and I didn't like the way they looked, and I didn't trust them. And you didn't, then, and then yeah, you didn't trust Jim, or you didn't trust Jim's love interest. I didn't trust Jim. That checks out, actually. That's fairly logical. Um, okay, yeah. so you were part of the social fallout of this whole thing that went down where they couldn't be together because family and friends drove them apart somehow. So you were one of the people yeah. who was, even if you weren't directly in there, you were one, you know, when you've got all your friends, you're like, what should I do? And all your friends are chiming in. You're one of the people who was saying, girl, I do not trust this guy. You can do better. Girl. He's going to get you into trouble. All He's that stuff. fine. <laughs> I, I think then it makes logical sense for me many, many years later to offer Oro a position in my apartment building as an attempt to get back in touch via social Ooh. circles with this woman mm. that I am still in love oh. with. Because otherwise, like why why would I offer you a place in the building if you were part of the people that drove me away? I was that initially going to go with that. Like, I didn't know who you were and you didn't know who I was. Right, right. Mm. But no, then, I'm, but I actually I'm down like to this wheedle my way back in, you know? I'm down. Uh, yes, I like this way better. Yeah, I'll start good. Every, every poker session, I'm subtly dropping questions about. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, do yeah. you remember? You remember Jennifer, right? You remember Jim? I mean, you, you remember <laughs> Jennifer. <laughs> I remember Jim. Awesome. He was uh, also named Jim. We're gonna do. We're gonna finish this pass through the life path for you know one event for each of you. Then we're gonna take a three minute break. So that was Jim Fingers, and Oro has used one of his interventions. Jerax, you're up next. Roll one d ten to figure out what happened. Two. Two. Big problems, big wins. Roll one d ten to find out which. Nine. Ah, problems. Uh. <laughs> Disaster strikes. Roll 1d10. One. <laughs> Financial <laughs> loss slash debt. 
So, oh. uh, on your character sheet, do you have any money right now? Yep. Not how anymore. Much, how much have you got? $17. <laughs> You've got 17 <laughs> Oh. Okay, well, roll 1d10. Six. You have a 600 eddies euro dollar debt. Minus seven. $600 debt? Yeah. Minus $17? I mean, you can have those $17, but you owe somebody... You owe somebody six hundred. What? What? <laughs> Who? Um, I don't know yet. Do you have any ideas? Oh, I thought a dice would tell me. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, All we know is that you um, you uh, suffered a financial loss to the tune of six hundred. You owe somebody. Maybe I. I mean, no, I'm maybe. thinking about jumping in here. <laughs> Do it, Josh. <laughs> Do it, Josh. Do what it, ideas Josh. have you got, Bren? Because my idea was looking tight this month. <laughs> from, <laughs> from the first, um, the first event mm -hmm. where I have a uh, a falling out with a friend, where I foiled their plans, and mm -hmm. they now hate me, but not so much so that if we saw each other, we'd ignore each other. But they have the power to send a, a, a government army after me. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that uh, when that took place, probably had to pay a couple of dodgy dealers to smuggle me into the Red Sky City, mm -hmm. um, and that's where this debt has come from. Okay. So you owe somebody 600 for smuggling yeah. you out of the UK to safety. Mm -hmm. All right. And Jim Fingers restrained himself from, from jumping in on that. Yeah. So <laughs> you just close. wanted the $600 from me, didn't you? I mean, I don't think that you would have ever paid up, honestly. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Next up, Oro. Round two. Roll Ooh. 1d10. This is your life. Nine. Nine. Nothing happened that year. Oh, mm. huh. Is everything's wonderful and everything is awesome. That's me. That's not that guy. <laughs> All right. Natalie Smith, at the age of 18, roll 1d10. Three. Three. Uh, big problems, big wins. Roll 1d10 to find out which. Five. Ah, not so lucky this year. You've got problems. Uh, Disaster strikes. Roll 1d10 to find out what. One. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. You too are in financial trouble. Roll 1d10. Excellent. And you have the lowest income of anybody on this team right now because you, your career is not off to... Oh, well. I'm sure one is good in this context. Yes, you owe 100. If you have 100, oh, which you oh, might... You could pay that now if you already have it, or you can just, you know, have that hanging over your head from someone. Do it, Josh. Do it. <laughs> Jump in. Uh, let's um, see. I'm gonna I'm gonna resist the urge to just grab all of these debts. <laughs> uh, I feel and... like there's more meaningful ways to know somebody than just you owe me money. <laughs> uh, and I'm Is pretty. There a... Oh, just for context of like the valuation of a book here, like what would mm. rent be per month? Or is that kind of a different answer for each of us? Well, I can tell you what rent would normally be. Rent in do apartment condo. 
Rent is uh, wow. Yeah, you can tell that this because I'm using the the old edition for all the inventory stuff, and you can tell that time has marched on. Uh, rent would be six hundred a month. Dollars? Yeah, because you're in the combat zone. If you were in like not the combat zone, it would be twelve hundred. Listen, I'm in the combat zone in LA, and it's still like. <laughs> uh, ain't it true? All right, so you're going to start with a debt. And I actually, I think that your character has some money and I forgot to add it to your character sheet. It's like a hundred and something, maybe on a good day. So we'll just add that debt for now. And when we actually start playing, you'll be able to decide if you want to pay that off or have that hanging over your head. All right. Okay. So yes. we have done, we've done family backgrounds. We've done motivation. We've done personal appearances and such. And we have done two passes through the life path. We're going to go up to 12 passes tonight, but we're going to go ahead and cut to a short break. And when we come back, we'll get right back to it. So don't go anywhere. Mm. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are in the middle of the life path for Red Sky City's Cyberpunk Conspiracy Episode Zero. So far, we've done it twice. We're slowly filling out the backstories of our characters, and we're going to go back up to the top. Did you have a question before we do that, Bren, about Oro? No, it's it's not important. It's about Oro. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's rude. The toxicity has already begun. Uh, if I had to do this all over again, I'd have some sort of visual medium for everyone to like keep track of everything as it happens instead of just my Google Doc. But, you know, we live and learn. It's a new system for me, too. Let's go back up to the top with Jerax and your third year. Roll it. Okay. I will, just for you. Oh, uh... I actually didn't scroll up far enough and that should have been Jim Fingers, but that's okay. We're going out of order. We're going to do it live. Nine. <laughs> okay. uh, you know what? This is going to be super easy because nothing happened that year. Ah, what are you? Pretty Perfect. simple. Right? Easy. 
Jim, roll 1d10. Find out what happened in the third significant year of your life. A nine. All right. Yeah, nothing <laughs> no, happened that year. Nothing. Nice. Oro, you're up. Year. Sorry, what? 1d10. What do you say, Rachel? Oh, I said it was a good year. Oh, yes. yes. No news is good news. Allegedly. It's a four. A four. Friends and enemies. Roll 1d10 mm. to find out which. Eight. You made a friend. Everybody Eight. loves you. He's making friends. Die, bro. I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Roll 1d10. If you get an 11, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Well, <laughs> let's hope. And it's... <laughs> Uh, a one. <laughs> a one. So it's like Hornswoggle or something. <laughs> nah, somebody who's like an older sibling to you. Hmm. Those are the only... Oh, like an older sibling. Yeah, it's somebody... Okay. The nature of your relationship is they're like an older sibling to you. Uh, okay. That's all we know. We can hash out the details later. So far, Oro has used one intervention. Nobody else has used any. Let's move on to Natalie. When you were 19, what happened? Roll 1d10 to find out. Let's see. Seven. A seven. Romantic involvement. Oh. Let's see how that turned out for you. Roll 1d10. It's good. Ten. Ooh. Ten. Fast flings and hot dates. Okay. Oh, there you go. And that's like, that's the end of the chart. Oh. So whatever that means is up to you. Hmm. A fast fling at 19. I'm afraid I've already committed to somebody, otherwise I would interject. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was right after Krav Maga. Was that my, my tone? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back up to the top, round four, Jim Fingers, in order this time, my bad. Roll one d10. It's a one. The a natty one. one. All right. That is big problems or big wins. It's a big win. I can tell you right now, Joe, it was a big win that year. I remember it well. It's a nine. Uh, that is not a big win. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, that is disaster. I misremembered. You know. I misremembered. Maybe we're about to find out how you got that cybernetic eye. Roll 1d10. Oh. A one. What's with the ones? You owe money to somebody. You guys are all going to end up owing money to the I'm same interjecting. person. I'm interjecting. Okay. <laughs> okay. What is the what is the nature of your interjection uh, well, I, here? I did your cyber eye work, didn't I? Oh. Okay. That makes sense. All right. So we'll have to retcon a little bit because we haven't figured out how I got the cyber eye yet. I'm hoping there's going to be another disaster that kind of triggers that <laughs> but... hoping there's another disaster <laughs> yeah i mean these things have already happened to me i'm just hoping that they fit the narrative mm -hmm. all right roll 1d10 to find out how much money you owe it's a pretty good eye 900 Nine. yeah i mean it's, it's good I'm, I'm i mean i do good work but so. here's the here's the thing though not all that money is owed to jerax the eye came from somewhere this is a mm. complex. Some of that is going to go to Jarek's, but this is a. There was a third yeah. party involved that I may have been in For somebody sure. else before I came to you. The exact supply chain mm -hmm. is a little bit unclear, uh, but 
definitely Jerex is included on that invoice somewhere. Yeah, $900 owed to a fixer somewhere in the city that hooked mm -hmm. me up with this surgeon that I kind of bonded with over the course of the experimentation. Yeah, you know, we had a couple of drinks. The synthetic brandy helps to null the pain. You put in my eye backwards so I could see my own brain at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it was a fun time. It's you, so everyone smooth. Learned, yeah, everyone <laughs> learned a little bit there. about themselves, you know? <laughs> You told me to be more self-reflective. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Jarex has used one of his interjections. And it is Jarex's turn for round four on the life path. Roll 1d10. No. Six. A six. That is... Friends and enemies. Roll 1d10. Again. Here it could be a go. friend. Six. It is a friend. Ooh. Mm. Wait, that is a friend, right? One of them is odd even. The other one works differently. Uh, no, six to ten. You made an enemy. Sorry for the false hope. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. How many That's enemies? So okay. How many enemies? No, people hate your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Roll 1d10. Eight. Eight. Ooh, a booster gang member. So booster gangs are gangsters who roam the streets looking like they belong in you know the the movie the warriors it's an old movie but like mm -hmm. themed gangs themed cyberpunk gangs that roam the streets there's a booster gang that gal gets plastic surgery to look like clowns those mm. aren't their feet those aren't shoes those are their feet that they've had biomodded to look like clowns they're called the bozos there's another booster gang uh, they're not all like biomod gangs. Some of them are uh, just like warrior gangs, combat gangs, so on and so forth. But they tend to be like the really rough sci-fi futuristic. You wouldn't see them in our world type of gang. So you made That's an so enemy. That's awesome, actually. Just the, <laughs> the idea of the warriors, but in the year 2045. Just, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. All right. So you made an enemy of a booster gang. Let's find out why. Roll 1d10. Ah, fucking bring it on. <laughs> Two. two well somebody caused someone the loss of a lover friend or relative you stole a clown wife it's <laughs> <laughs> mr Brent, steal uh, your Jared clown has a fetish for clowns yeah my character apparently has a fetish for clowns that actually should be it dude that i refuse straight up <laughs> i am Come not doing on, that bro. it writes itself it's content <laughs> Not doing it. Don't want it. <laughs> Alright, roll 1d10 to figure out who's pissed off. What'd you get? Base 6. You hate them, which leads me to believe they may have mm. caused you the loss of a mm. lover, friend, or relative. Now remember, you are always welcome to override a dice result if it's incongruous. Although making it work yeah. is fun, but I'd never want to force that. So... What would happen if you maybe, ran into each uh, other? Go ahead. Maybe I had a childhood trauma involving clowns. Now I hate them both. It doesn't so have to be clowns. But there, we're on no, the topic. It needs, it needs to be clowns. It has to be clowns, dude. <laughs> maybe I just hate clowns. I wouldn't have moved to the Red Sky City if I knew they had clowns here. <laughs> clown gang, clown gang. Um, all right, roll 1d10. What would happen if you ran into each other? Four. Uh, avoid the scum. You're welcome to override that, but if it's a parano if it's a phobia of clowns, that could make sense. I mean, I was joking about a clown thing, but 
I, I think there's a good list of gangs that I could uh, be annoyed at. It could be pretty something pretty simple, right? Where I just mm -hmm. maybe did some uh, cybernetic work for one of them and they didn't pay me. Yeah, entirely possible. Yeah. Uh, let's figure out how what sort of resources they can throw against you. Roll 1d10. Don't get another 10. That would... Six. Six. An entire gang. Um, well, that makes, makes perfect sense. Right? That's... Makes, yeah. That all checks out. You makes fell out with a gang. Avoid them. They can leverage the power of a, a gang. gang. <laughs> well, like, if it's just them, then they hate you, but their entire gang is like, whatever, this doesn't matter. I'm mm, not going to follow you true, on this. True. If it's a government agency, then, you know, they've got someone corrupt on the inside. There's some sort of political connection. So it, it can be more complex than it mm. initially appears. Uh, let's move on to Oro for the fourth significant year. Roll 1d10. And it is a six. A six. I believe that's friends and enemies. Nice. Yes, it is. Roll 1d10. On a 1 to 5, it's a friend. On a 6 to 10, it's an enemy. Please be a friend. Please be a friend. Seven. Ah, you know, your, your, your winning personality can only get you so far. Mm. Fair enough. Let's find out who it is. Roll 1d10. <clears throat> Could be another influencer. Little shit. Six. A person you work for. Ah, okay. All right. Okay. Could now, be a content deal gone wrong. Mm, a talent agency or a sponsor yeah. who you they didn't like the... Could uh, be... Yeah, it could be uh, a master, yeah. master selection agency. <laughs> yeah, I Seltzer, go. Were you the guy who interviewed the face of my company and asked her that really embarrassing question and actually caused us a lot of money in the fourth quarter last year? Whoa, whoa. I was simply just doing the job of the people, okay? I, I didn't come up with the questions. I put a Q&A. And then they and then they, they they were like, hey, what question should I ask? And then they gave me the question. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm, I'm awesome. On the approved list, and it was kind of rude. And uh, I've only seen the edited version around the company. I would never go to your channel and watch your content. But uh, <laughs> wow. the edited version was very unflattering for you. So that's unfortunate because that was opinion. one of my biggest viewed videos ever. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! I love it. Excellent. All right. Uh, Rachel's now used one of her two interjections. Now, let's find out who actually is annoyed. It could be the face of the company who carries a personal vendetta. It could just be someone in the influencer management department of Continental Brands is annoyed, mm -hmm. right? Let's find out the scale of this. Roll 1d10. Perchance, uh, uh, Natalie, does your company make uh, condoms? Because apparently it's like, really, <laughs> been really well, bad in this place. I don't know what's going on. You know what? It's kind of gross that you'd ask that because we were kibbles and condoms until your interview so thank you wow <laughs> <laughs> all right rolling they and say Oro's face himself is a contraceptive <laughs> <laughs> true bro this is a face that no one can bang oh um, <laughs> yeah also, they, you know gross. so they can bring the force of a large corporation against you co namely continental brands uh so i'm gonna say that it's it's like not the entire head of the org, because the head of the org kind of moved on. It was like, oh, that was annoying. I didn't like that. But one of their PR people has it out for you. Oh, interesting. And as well, far as you know, shame. as far as you know, the only questions you asked were on the approved list. Somehow the version of the approved list you got and the, the approved list that the PR person had were different. 
It's almost like it's a conspiracy. Cons- <laughs> 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 do you dun, only dun, wear glasses dun. to do dramatic removal of glasses? <laughs> Wait, did you do the glasses thing, Rach? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Well, that's a shame. We all need mirror shades. We need them. All right, yeah. The the next uh, shoulder content we're gonna do is who can do the best dramatic conspiracy glasses thing. Um, <laughs> All right, yeah, so that was a rough year. That was right. a rough I might be year. able to get a monocle. Can you dramatically remove a monocle? Oh, you <laughs> can't do anything non-dramatic with a monocle. Yeah, just pop yeah. it out. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I watched Umbrella Academy, and I'm like, how the hell does Reginald keep the monocle in his eye? Like, that's actually great. Like, how do you even hold a monocle? You know, like, why do they even make angry? monocles as well? Yeah, like, what's Does the any- point of them? Has anyone ever thought about that? I think it's because you're supposed to close one eye and then you compare at things with mm-hmm. in more in like a zoom kind of, right? It's like the beginnings of the cybernetic eye. Exactly. Mm. The first mm. cyberware. I, I don't know whether that's true. I have no idea. I've never worn a monocle probably before. He's, but he's making maybe? it all up. I uh, used to <laughs> shit. That's canon actually in, in the cyberpunk timeline. It diverges sometime <laughs> yeah. around the night. You know, they thought it diverged around the 1980s, but really it's sometime in the 1800s with the monocle. Mm. Yeah, the zoom what? monocle. Oh, you just kind of shove it in your eye. Yeah, okay, you do. Moving I've... on. Let's just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Sorry, we're we're stomping all over Rachel's time just after a great interjection. Eye, eye conversations suck. I just they can't talk about the eye. It's an Dude, answer. that's fair. That's fair. I I can't handle medical stuff. So let's do a whole campaign about taking out your body parts and replacing them with machines. That's a great idea. <laughs> oh um, God. All right. <laughs> Natalie, in the when she was twenty, what was that year like? Roll one d ten. It was an uneventful year. Oh, it was. It was. The prophecy is true. Wow. Nice. Oh my god. I'm great with dice. She just casually <laughs> ran around and murdered people with Krav Maga. <laughs> <laughs> one step closer. Uh, in the name of her company. You're you're defending your dream of a nice, quiet home with no neighbors. By fragging people. Um, perimeter. It's establishing a perimeter. Exactly. Uh, Jim Fingers, round six. We're halfway Hello. through. Roll 1d10. A 10. Nothing happened ten. to me. Nothing has happened to wow. me very much, honestly, at all. I've lived a quiet life just doing my deals. Exactly. <sighs> Keep your head down. Don't attract any attention. That's the idea. Jerex, you're five. Roll it. I mean, I've got... Enemies of what? I've I've got a friend in the UK who could send a government army against me. Mm -hmm. I'm at war with a gang in Red Sky City. I'm in debt to somebody. Mm -hmm. Somebody owes me money. And now, and now what? Three. Oh, that is big problems, big wins. You could use a win right now. I need a win. Roll one. That's not how fate works, though, is it? It is not. It is not how fate works. <laughs> Damn, dude. Jerex, you suck. It's, it's actually amazing. He's it's had a, a rough life. It's a hard knock life. Yeah. Uh, all right. Roll 1d10 to see what sort of problem. And don't get a 1. We've done nothing but debt. Ooh. What is that? 8. Hunted by the law. 
<laughs> you are hunted that by makes the a lot of sense. God damn! Recurrence is not making it out of this campaign alive. <laughs> His uh, ass is going to die. <laughs> that was probably a good time to point out that Cyberpunk is a very lethal system. I've mentioned this in mm. passing. Just uh, <laughs> the corporate with no oh, armor no. or guns looks up like what? <laughs> Look, um, <laughs> if you can avoid combat, then I you work don't in have the mail room. <laughs> <laughs> You you know you know karate shit. You'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're also a low key serial killer, so I'm not too worried about yeah, you. Yeah. You'll be all right. Just just by getting that training, your combat viability has skyrocketed, which is you know saying a lot unto itself. Okay, uh, Jarex is hunted by the law. Roll one d ten. Okay, five five. Uh, the entire local police force. Oh my wow. god. Wow. Wow. All right, I'd like to jump in here then as well. Okay. And I'll say that because he's hunted by the local <laughs> police force, he's had to make a deal with me to keep him on the down low. I'm the master of keeping people on the down low. I can, you know, I can put some money in people's pockets here. I can make uh, somebody look away over there. He can keep doing his you know, he doesn't like me calling this, Joe, but his underground surgery where he rips bits out of people it's, and puts them in other people. It's surgery. D just remove the underground term from it. Okay? I call it basement surgery because he it's doesn't not... like the word underground. He lives <laughs> on the third my... floor of your apartment. It's not in the basement. Yeah, my, yeah. Clinic, so... my clinic may be in the basement, but it is not underground surgery. It's all perfectly <laughs> legal. I have the paperwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why the entirety of the local law enforcement is after you. Uh, yeah, yeah. They don't know what they're missing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, it doesn't specify the crimes. It doesn't specify whether or not you committed them. But there's another table called, what are you going to do about it? Ooh, and obviously, ooh. you can decide this. But let's roll and just see what it is, and you know, we can go yeah. from there. Three. Three. Live it down and try to forget it. Mm, that kind of makes sense. Could have been penis enlargement surgery because of the condoms not really working, you know? Maybe it Those was... are not related. <laughs> Actually, I'm just Joe, gonna... don't Al off the hook. Al, explain this one. I'm just going to say in our, in our subreddit, there's already been a question asked whether or not the condom situation will actually be a thing. I feel like it needs to be, you know. You just kind of spun the question. Just the, condoms, dude. There's no campaign I can go where I'm safe from horrible things becoming canon um <laughs> all right maybe you just did it maybe you made a, a schlong too big you know and then the man ended up just being a tripod and then you just want to look back on it and just be like sometimes it's just too much maybe that's i it. i don't know if i like the laying low aspect you are welcome to re-roll or just decide on your own because that is a very personal sort of decision. yeah Here's what Jarex is going to do. Jarex, mm -hmm. as a side objective, is going to try and get some dirt on the, uh, the head police officer at the okay. precinct. All right. And maybe some blackmail will get him off his case. All right. Added to the list. It will be incorporated. You sure you don't want to run with the penis enlargement? Surgery? Definitely not. <laughs> it's okay. How? My work still is quality. Alex, how in your head, a fix on. to having no contraceptives is then penis enlargement surgery. 
Who, because... who comes with a lack of condoms and says, I know what'll fix this. Giant cock. Well, I just, I just tried to like <laughs> tie two separate things together to make it into an, an inappropriate, uh, right, right. Yeah. Also, just going to add that Jurax would never botch a penis enlarging operation. I'm not saying that Jurax would even do that operation because it's all legal, of course. But if somebody were to come to Jurax looking for that sort of operation, he would probably know how to do it quite well. Fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. Keep that in mind. So don't, don't sully my good name, okay? Stop oh, spreading God. around this falsified rumors. I'm just doing it for the content, bro. Just doing it for the content. <laughs> Bloody clout chaser. <laughs> uh, they, all right. They, they stopped calling him Jim Finger, and they started calling him Jim Forearm after I'd been with <laughs> Jerax for the... For... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on, all right. Um, Otto, it's your turn. Moving <laughs> on briskly. <laughs> oh, God. Delete, round five. Delete the mod. All, right. <laughs> yes. all right, round five. Yeah. It's a nine. A nine. Nothing happened that year. Tight, bro, because I'm awesome. Yeah. Not bad. Was this my fifth or fourth? Uh, This is round five for everybody. Oh, what happened in my fifth year? Nothing happened in your fifth year. So here's what you've got oh, no, my so fourth far. Year, my fourth year. Right? Yeah. My fourth so year, yeah. you made a friend who you've got like sort of a teacher mentor thing going on in year one. In year two, nothing happened. In year three, you made a friend, like an older sibling to you. In that sort of relationship. In year four, you got a big influencer gig, a sponsored stream with Continental Foods that went horribly wrong. That's the last event that we did. And in year five, nothing happened. Got it. And I'm taking notes, and I promise I'll send this all to you folks when we're done as well. All right, Rachel. When Natalie was 21, what happened? Let's see. Seven. Seven. Romantic involvement. She's busy. The first one was fast. She's got time. <laughs> Ten. Ten. Fast flings and hot dates. This is becoming a... Come on, Rage. Listen, uh... I'm trying to pin somebody down. It's it's more of a failure than a victory. <laughs> it could just be because they're finding out that you're killing everyone, so they're just like running away as soon as they find the blood on the ground. You know, they just like... behave. Uh, Natalie, <laughs> don't think this relationship's gonna work. Uh, there's some blood on your coffee table. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> oh, that's not yours. Don't worry. Yeah. Sorry, what'd you say? The mic cut out for me because I was talking over you. Oh. No, uh, I, I was I was imploring my fictional uh, second uh, partner that's leaving that the blood on the table could be their blood in a potential future that they are now walking out. <laughs> you know, it's it's a solid pitch. It's a solid pitch, but uh, for that reason, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> all right, round six, Jim Fingers. And Jim Forearm to you. <laughs> I am not calling him that. Three. <laughs> Please don't. A three. I believe that's big problems, big wins. Okay, here we go. It's the big win, Joe. Here it comes. You ready for me to roll another D10? Oh, yeah. It's an eight. That's got to be a big win. It's a win. Oh, yeah. Everything's coming up fingers. That doesn't feel good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Roll one D10 and let's see what happens. It's a 10. A 10. That's got to oh, be a fingers big everywhere. win. You found a combat teacher. Oh, okay. So you can wow. pick up a new combat skill. If you don't have 
for example, uh, marksmanship. Do you have marksmanship on your character sheet? I picked up a single level in marksmanship and melee weapons just so that I could use them, but mm -hmm. badly. Well, you met somebody who taught you you can increase one of those skills by one point. Okay. All right. Let's, yeah, we'll go marksmanship then. Sure. I got a little marksmanship teacher. Okay. Uh, has everybody used one interjection at this point? Yeah. Yes. I, 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 I think, think so. Everyone's used one. All right, great. Because we're about to cross the halfway point. That was round six, the halfway point for Jim Fingers. Jerax, you're up. Let's see if something can go right in your life. Eight. Eight. Is that romantic involvement? I think it is. I think it is. It is. Yep. Oh. You're going to take all your money. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, I rolled another eight. Another eight? Fast flings and hot dates. Yeah, you know, my early years, they were, you know, they were fun. What can I say? Is that, is that it? Is that just the extent of it? Yeah, so that it's a very wide blank slate. It can be whatever mm. you know we write uh. in there. But essentially, it meant that you you dated, you were in relationships, you you had a romantic life, you had a love life of some kind. But it didn't, you know, unless we decide to mess with the plot, it didn't affect your character sheet in any noticeable way. Gotcha. So got it. You, it's up right. to you and me to decide what it means. Oro, the sixth My year. Turn. Let's go. Two. Two. Big problems, big wins. Roll again. Odd or even for this right. one. All right. Seven. Big problems. Oh, no. no. Come on, man. Disaster strikes. Roll again. Oh, Lord have mercy. Four. Four. Betrayal. Oh. Uh, I really wanted wow. to do that in, like, the Halo voice, but I can't. Betrayal. There we go. There you go. Let's find Thanks out the... Let's find out the details. So, you've been backstabbed in some manner. Roll 1d10 to find out how. Oof. Five. Five. A secret of yours has been exposed. Whoa. I don't you know what that is. Dirty secrets, Oro? Uh... Ah, okay. Maybe, uh... Okay, all right. Maybe the reason why I don't compete anymore is because I actually got the cybernetics installed. Oh, and I didn't you, tell anyone. You were toggling. I was <laughs> toggling, dude. I was but I didn't I didn't report it. Like it's mm -hmm. it's fine if you get it, but I didn't report it. And it was because of that reason that I bowed out of the competitive space and went into the world of influencing and social media and being a personality. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and that, and that was the, uh, that was the reason. Okay, so how widespread was this knowledge? Was it like you were revealed in front of everybody and it ruined your no, career? No, I, I think let's, let's make it like a, like a private thing. Someone like, found because out. I'm so, because I'm so nice and everyone loves mm -hmm. me, right? Uh, you know, the guy came up to me and was like, because, you know, you're you, I'm just going to mm -hmm. let you back away from this life. But one person knows okay. my secret. All right. The League Commissioner. 
Ooh. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. Or or whatever the equivalent is. It depends <laughs> the on the league commissioner. The the exact format that you Nate Nanzer. Mechananzer rises. Mechananzer. That's who it is. Oh, all right. And Natalie, the year you were 22, what happened? Four. That is friends and enemies. Six or higher is an enemy. One to five is a friend. I hope it's a friend. It is not a friend. Have... It's not a friend. <laughs> Roll 1d10 to find out who it is. Three. Three. A relative. Do we roll any more beyond this? Uh, we do. We're going to find out what the cause of your enmity is, who's mad at who, what would you do if you ran into each other, and what resources do they have with which to screw you over. So let's start with the cause of this enemy. Roll 1d10. Nine. Nine. Romantic rival. Oh. From... from her own family this was yeah. a relative that's mm -hmm. a romantic rival okay yep. <clears throat> uh, two. two why do they hate your guts because wait a minute oh right yeah so they hate you okay. and if they ran into you a one a one. Okay, so if they ran into you, they would go into a murderous rage, and I quote, rip your face off. Oh, okay, I definitely know who this is. Um, yeah, my little sister started dating the Krav Maga teacher. <laughs> and honestly, it's, it's messed up, because it's not even my fault. It's something he said, and mm -hmm. I'll leave that between them, but it's really poor judgment on her part that she chooses to reflect this on me. And it's part of the reason that we're not even that close. How good did she get at Krav Maga? I actually really don't want to find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see how her life has gone and what sort of position she's in to make your life difficult. Roll one more d10. A five. Five. Uh, themselves and a few friends. Mm. So yeah, I know those girls. I'm not that yeah. scared. <laughs> All right. All right. But, you know, if you happen to live in an apartment at the edge of the red zone, they're much less likely to visit you, right? Yeah, I haven't seen them in years, honestly. All right. We are halfway through the life path. Back up to the top. Jim Fingers. Your seventh year. It's a four. A four. Uh, friends and enemies. Okay. Four. I haven't had this one yet. Eight. Eight. Uh, I believe that's an enemy. Yeah, six or higher is an enemy. So, you know, you make enough deals, you're going to piss someone off eventually. Of course. You and, know, you try and minimize it, but there's always some bad apples. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's a hazard of the job. Roll I one might not have paid some people. Who knows? <laughs> it's a one. A, a former friend. Oh. Did somebody dirty, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, you can't make deals with everyone and be friends with everyone. It just doesn't work like that. That's true. Roll 1d10 to figure out why they hate your guts. It's a five. A five. Oh. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling the strings here. I, I'm invoking some stuff uh, here. I'm invoking some stuff ooh. here because they caused a physical injury. And you roll 1d2, 1d6 
on a one or two you lose your eye on a three to four you lose your limb and on a five to six you're badly scarred you're losing the eye yeah 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 that makes perfect sense so this was a friend of mine and we had some kind of fallen out and they they ripped my eye out either they ripped your wow. eye out or the cause of the fallout was you ripped out my eye maybe it was an accident maybe it was on purpose right right i see yeah 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 uh, okay all right roll but you know what we can leave that up to the heart of the cards roll 1d10 two two they hate you so i'm thinking they ripped your eye okay out. yeah yeah they ripped my eye out so we still have yet to come up with a a reason for what i did to them uh, it would have to be something quite extreme for them to rip my eye out it probably was a deal that went bad i would imagine yeah it's got to be some kind of actually probably not a deal that went badly though i probably sold them out to somebody else mm. you know because a deal can only go so badly mm -hmm. and everyone understands that kind of stuff but if I backstab them and sell them out to some other group in order for more power and influence with that group. Mm. Yeah, I could see a friend being personally upset about that and ripping my eye out. Gilbert's in the chat. Um, <laughs> all right. What would happen if you ran into each other? Oh, I'm sure they'd be lovely. <laughs> An eight. An eight. Uh, ignore the scum. Okay, all right. My thought is they already took your eye. Yeah, true. No, you're just dead to them. What more can they take from you, man? Exactly. Roll one more time to see what sort of resources they have. Six. Six. An entire gang. Oh. Wowee. Okay. This sort of Rival sounds gangs hanging around. It sort of sounds like it might have been another fixer, like a contact you went yeah. to for a lot of stuff. Uh they're involved with one, either a booster gang or organized crime or something. And you ended up, you had a choice to make. You made your choice. They didn't like it. Yeah, I'm thinking it's, it's like a, a fixer that I came up with, used to do a lot of deals with them, got pretty close. But mm. when I saw an opportunity for the big time to make bigger connections within the city, mm. I chose to screw them over and their business interests and what they were trying to do and basically sell them out and, and backstab them in order for this enhanced influence. Mm. And they they... They bust into my house and tried to try to kill me, but I managed to wrestle away and they just ripped mm. my eye out instead. And then you ended up meeting Jerax Ashwater. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Jerax, you're up. You're seven. A five. Five. Friends and enemies. Oh, classic. Still haven't caught a break. <laughs> Nine. Still haven't caught a break. You... Uh, are we sure that we want to start this adventure with Jerak? One hundred percent going to get us killed. Yeah, I mean, you—you're—he's just your neighbor. He just lives on the third street. He's the one who yeah. lives in in the room with all the pat, like the noise proofing, and big scary mercenaries come in there and they come out limping, but with new gear. You know, it's uh, all exactly. right. Let's figure out who this person is. Roll one d ten. 10 10 a government official oh fucking suits right. right why do they hate you or why do you hate them roll 1d10 one one somebody caused somebody to lose face or status uh... all right now who hates who roll 1d10 
Two. Two. They hate you. Hmm. You did something that made them lose face. You embarrassed them. You got caused them to become passed over for a promotion. You made them lose an election. Something happened that you literally lost his face. <laughs> <laughs> it was right there. And you're like, let it go. <laughs> oh. uh, now, what would happen if you ran into each other? This is more about their reaction than yours. Six. Six. Um, backstab you indirectly. Hmm. Sounds like a corporate suit, to be honest. And what sort of resources do, do they have? Is this a personal vendetta? A two. A two just themselves. Hmm. So That's they're not. Good. Yeah, they're not really in a position where like they have a lot of power in the government to get everybody after you, but they themselves will make a personal effort to undermine you at every possible possible opportunity. Oro, you're seven. Let's go. What do you got? Right. Four. Four. Friends and enemies. Come on. Let's All right. See. So what is it? Odd for enemy. Even one, one to five is a friend, six to ten is a foe. Come on, guys. I am I am freaking awesome. Just just <laughs> yeah, six. Hey, you know. Can't make it to the top. Can't make it to the top without pissing off some people along the way. Who is this person? Roll one D ten. Eight. Ooh. A booster gang. Mmm. Mmm. And why it's the clowns? <laughs> okay, it's the clowns. Clown gang added to my notes. <laughs> yep. Why do what's the source of your animosity? Roll 1d10. Three. Somebody caused someone a major humiliation. Okay. I got it. Hit me. It's the clown gang. Mm -hmm. I made a video because they look stupid as hell. <laughs> so I figured it was just a really funny video to make, but they actually now really, really hate me because I made this video mm -hmm. about the clowns. And Dude. I thought it was ridiculous that why would people do this to themselves? It's so stupid. I can see the, the video thumbnail in my mind already. Yes. <laughs> Big shocked Oro face and a red circle <laughs> on like... a clown. <laughs> Fake clown gang, <laughs> WTF. Question mark, exclamation point. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's it. All right. Um, so that we already know you answered. They're pissed off at you. And I'm just going to say the entire clown gang has it out for you. That's just that just sure. makes the most sense. But uh, they're a bunch of jokes. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, that works for me. That works for me. I lied that everybody ignored it. That was awful. You guys all suck. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, it, you, no one laughs at my hilarity. Terrible. Okay. Natalie, when you were 23, we're getting closer and closer to 26. What happened that year? I tooed. Okay, this could be, this is big problems, big wins. This is odd or even. Roll it. Boom. One odd. disaster strikes. Oh no. Roll to see what happened. Nine. Nine. Hunted by a corporation. Well. You've hmm. angered some corporate honcho somewhere. Roll 1d10. 
Two. Two. It's a small local firm. I can see why they'd be mad. It was a cute little mom and pop shop. They worked really hard and, and they had a good thing going, but it was just an inferior product and there was no demographic for it and absolutely no return on investment for what we put into them. And so it just made sense to shut the whole thing down and sell it for kibble. I <laughs> think they should be able to see the logic. Hmm. You know, they they probably loved, you know, they, they were one of those local suppliers who had an urban garden and stuff. And that is an area that Continental is extremely interested in moving in. Fresh food is all the hype. Like you it said. It was completely unregulated and mm -hmm. not up to standard. Oh, yeah. Question. Question. Yes. Uh, does, when this takes place after my event with Natalie's company, correct? Correct. Interjection. Let's go, Sparrow's <laughs> second interjection. What do you got in mind? I want to make a, basically make a video that uh, calls out Continental Foods uh, for their very just two-faced uh, ways that they go about business in the city. And I want them, I want the people of the city to know that we lost a great business that was doing just fine because of corporate greed. Mm, eat the rich. <laughs> oh, the two of you are going to be such big fans of I'm each other. So sorry you feel that way. But I <laughs> something else heavily from Rurouni Kenshin. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> oh, such an anime laugh. <laughs> <laughs> an laugh. Glorious. Okay, so. As we enter year eight, Oro has used both of his interventions, and I believe everyone else has used one. So keep an eye out, Rachel, Josh, and Bren, for opportunities to uh, jump in to somebody else's plot line. Year eight, Jim Fingers, We're coming, up on, uh, coming up on the 12th. Let's hit it. Okie dokie, here we go. A one. A one. Big problems, mm. big wins. Okay, big win. A nine. <laughs> uh, Life is hard in Night City. God, it really is. What do you got? It's a big problem. It's a big problem. It's a five. You know, I feel a little bit bad that we already took your eye. Um, uh, accident. <laughs> you were in some kind of a terrible accident. Roll okay. 1d10. A 1. A 1. You were terribly disfigured. Terribly oh, disfigured? Wow. You were terribly disfigured. Oh. oh, lordy. Terribly disfigured. I mean, that normally just means the face, doesn't it? One would think, mm. yes. Okay. Not necessarily. I mean, remember about Bren's medical practice my yeah. medical practice is perfectly fine okay auto <laughs> and if you have a problem with it then listen you've got a problem with me and i have a lot of friends in very higher places you fucking clout chaser do so you, don't even do get you on my not case enlarge penises for entertainment <laughs> if people choose to get their penises enlarged at my clinic i that, that, don't don't take listen don't shame them mm. i think this is a good opportunity to say that my I was 
in a, a freak explosion mm-hmm. and it burnt all of the hairs off my body. Okay. And that's that's how I became bald. Bald what? as the moon itself. That's and and it's figured, not, so what do you want now? No, no, so it's not it's not just it's not just that I'm bald. That's not I'm not saying that is horribly disfigured. I'm saying that the whole of my like scalp and body is covered in burns as well. We'll go oh, with that. Wow. There's like a Ooh. lot of burns all over the, maybe not like directly over the face so much, but a lot of like all over mm. the back of my body and my head. You probably paid for like the facial restoration surgery, but the rest sure. was a little bit expensive. You know, you, you sure. got you to keep the money maker, even if there's no eyebrows in exactly. it anymore. Yeah, because otherwise you're not personable enough. People exactly. don't enjoy connecting with somebody <laughs> that's face is mangled. All right, that's rough. That's rough. I'll I'll sign you up for the Deadpool slash Lex Luthor experience, and uh, yeah, we'll move right along. Jerax, you're eight. Mm-hmm. Who else is gonna kill you today, Jerax? Six. Oh my Six, goodness. Six. Uh, friends and enemies. Oh my god! Come on! I just like how if you all get another of, enemy, dude. I'm gonna die. All of Night City <laughs> just has your face on their walls, dude. <laughs> With bullet holes, they use it for target practice. You made a friend. You finally oh, made a friend. Yay! Praise me. All right. Okay. Let's find out who it is. One. One. Like an older sibling to you. Hmm. Interesting. We'll. Uh, that's all. That's all we know. So that is something we can fill in later. Unless you have an idea. Huh. Don't really have an idea now. <clears throat> All right, Oro, you're eight. What do you got? Oof. All right. You're eight. Hopefully nothing happens. Nope. Six friends, friends and enemies. enemies. Roll it. All right. Another Two. enemy. Uh, no, you made a friend. One to five Yay! is friends. Six higher is an enemy. So, who is it? Roll 1d10. If you roll a one, we would have had the exact same rolls. Two. Okay. Like a kid sibling to you. Kid sibling. Mm-hmm. You know, under sure. other right. circumstances, this would be an opportunity for Seltzer to intervene, but I that doesn't seem right at this point. Forget this guy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Yep. Blocked, reported. All right, cool. Seltzer, you are up. You, at the age of 24. Oh, Eight. Uh, if, I, if I can move my cat real quick. Oh, I relate. Right? <laughs> he, he does not care about my personal space at all. <laughs> okay. The, the quest to find Mr. Right continues. Romantic involvement. Let's see how this one ends. Five. Five. A tragic love affair. Oh. Neat. Uh... <laughs> Neat. <laughs> All right. Well, why was it tragic? What happened? Roll 1d10. Six. Six. Lover abruptly changed behavior. Wonder why. <laughs> I seem to have a type. <laughs> uh, I will interject. All right, Jerax. Jerax will interject. The reason... Your lover had a change, a drastic change in personality was because they came to me wanting an implant to help them empathize more. But in reality, it was easily hackable and when something went wrong and the opposite happened. 
They became more distant as a result. God, you suck at your job. Wasn't yeah, me though. No, 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 no. I did a stand-up job. I warned them of the risks. I said, "Listen, you get this. You get. You, you could be easily altered. If somebody hacks you." Uh, but he just wasn't listening. He or she was not listening. You know, he swung at me, right? I have all the Krav Maga. It ended terribly for him, but you can really hurt somebody doing that kind of stuff. Damn. Yeah, about that. that. To you with the implants. But so. to to me. I mean, I just—I put the chip in his head. I mean, I—I I don't know. I didn't make him swing, you know. I just listen. I—I you, you give me the technology, I insert it, and then we pray that it works. Whatever happened to the Hippocratic Oath, Jerax? The hip—the hippopotamus. What? <laughs> <laughs> Has been a while. <laughs> I can't really blame you. The chip can't fix stupid. He was a loss True. anyway. Okay, well, the next role is going to be how do you still feel about each other, but you just answered that excellently. So, you can't fix stupid added to the notes. <laughs> and, uh, all right. So, as the night goes on and everyone's sharing stories and some of you have you know a, a more involved past than others and uh, Natalie and Oro tend to sort of sit at opposite ends of the table. Just does not work out. The occasional verbal barb is exchanged mm. and the other neighbors are all here and no we're not done with the life path this is just a quick interjection and you know royal is there he's dealing as usual and he usually does pretty well everybody roll a d10 uh actually what skill look at your list of skills if you have a skill that you think would ha make you good at poker roll that skill hmm mm. Oh, I'm gonna roll perception. Okay, I'm already in front of you. I what? already rolled my. Perception. Oh, I rolled human <laughs> perception. Though. Right. So he, that. He, so human perception would be like getting a read on somebody, right? Mm. Uh, perception, perception is like it is in D and D. Looking around, scanning, noticing things, stuff like that. Natalie is totally, totally focused, basically trying to, you know, okay, you got this, you got this. That means the likelihood of you having this is this is this. And Oro, what skill do you have could that I, would help you at poker? Could I roll influence? Because you're incredibly famous? Well, because, you know. How would I help you during poker? Just trying to, you know, get everyone to believe that you're that famous. I'm, that I'm not as, that, that, that maybe I don't have the cards, you know what I mean? Oh, like, right, right. Okay. All right, so influence, you're an incredible bluffer with your. Influence is specifically yeah. tied to your clout. Uh, if you're Got looking okay. to like deceive people, and that's why I'm probably going to actually rename it clout. Uh, so that's like your special ability to dazzle people with your stardom or know a person and stuff like that. What else you got? Got it. Got it. How about uh, perception? Perception? Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's just sort of like looking around, reading the room, etc. Go ahead and give me that. Samsung. All right. So uh, Oro's, Oro's just getting slaughtered at poker. Uh, <laughs> Jarex. Jarex is up. He's got several little liquor bottles in front of him. And some of the other neighbors are also gathered around. Uh, they're, they're an odd bunch, you know, living this close to the combat zone in Jim Finger's apartment. Uh, it's all folks who have things, secrets to hide. There's a reason that they're, they're here. Aside from Royal, the, the solo who works for the local fixer, you've got a couple of other folks. You've got Gina. She has a parrot and a, apparently if you listen to her stories it's a real parrot it wasn't cloned what 
which is mm. kind of outrageous. Um, well, my bad. It's a cockatoo. She hates when you call it a parrot. She's got Rico, her cockatoo. She's got Puddles, a tortoise, and Spooky, her chameleon. And if you ask her which is her favorite, they're like her children or her roommates. She calls them her roommates. So, you know, she's never going to ever, she'd never admit that she likes any of them more than others. Hmm. Uh, she calls them. Go ahead. The, this is the, the, it's kind of like the same as uh, as Blade Runner esque, where there's like animals are just extinct, yeah, probably, and yeah. it's likely that they're just cybernetic or a clone or. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Biotechnica mm. is a, a company here in the Pacific Northwest. They're doing some amazing things. The the Confederation of the Pacific Northwest States has given them large areas of wild wilderness to start trying to. They're introducing clone species into the wild to try to repopulate things. Hmm. There are some reports of Bigfoot wandering around, and depending on who you talk to, that's either a recent experiment or it's still the same urban legend. You know, could huh. go either way. But Gina insists that her animals are not clones; they're real. They're rescues, and she does not talk any further about Wouldn't where they she be worth them. a bunch of money. That's entirely possible. Huh? They're hmm. certainly unsanitary. Yes, that much is true. Now, there's also the Andersons, which is a family that lives also on the... Um, yeah, they have room to be on the third floor. And there's five people all crammed into one apartment. They call themselves the Andersons. They say that they're all siblings, but they all have tattoos across their knuckles that spell Anderson, and they look <laughs> completely different. It's entirely possible they may not be biological siblings. Um, Natalie recognizes their attitude just they came from the combat zone you came up from that life you recognize that in them as well but they all say they never killed anybody mm -hmm. who they didn't Coward. have to cowards <laughs> <laughs> wow alright so those are, those are some of your other neighbors they're all sitting around playing poker just chatting as these stories of your of your life bubble up to the surface. Jerax, as the sun mm -hmm. sets in a blood red sky and you're you're killing it at poker, you also notice that there's a car across the street at the building over. Been there for a while. And there's a guy standing in front of the car. He's got an easel. He's taking notes on it. And he's got two cybernetic cameras installed, one in each of his shoulders. And there's two pretty tough security guards on either side of him. He'll, he looks over at the building and he makes some notes. His two cameras, they sort of tilt an angle like they're maybe capturing 3D. Huh. Is that a cop or a suit? I'm going to say this out loud. Mm -hmm. Are we betting? I mean, <laughs> how are we gonna find out i i'm gonna oh, glance over at the balcony mm -hmm. and i'm gonna zoom in with my cybernetic eye all right it's Quality got a, stuff it's an excellent excellent zoom thank you all right let's see here all right so the easel's positioned the wrong way for you mm. to like tell what's on it uh but with that zooming eye, you do notice that the two security officers next to him, they are wielding assault rifles. 
and they're wearing Militech uniforms. They work for Militech. Militech is one of the mm. two big PMCs, corporations that was in the Fourth Corporate War. And at the end of the Fourth Corporate War, one of their CEOs used to be a general in the U.S. So the president reactivated his commission and used that to nationalize Militech and take it over. Mm. They still do mercenary for hire work, but they've sort of been brought to heel a lot more. So, and Night City itself is Arasaka territory, right? Not anymore. Arasaka oh. is banned from operating. The oh, nuclear attack okay. was blamed on them. They've been completely banned from the U.S. Uh, right. Night City is an independent city at this point. Mm. I would. Uh, I'll relay this to the rest of the group then that it's mm. that it's Militech, probably, probably government people by the look of it snooping around you know how it goes government people i mean militech is militech i, I tend to keep my head down jerex don't know about you that doesn't explain the winner of the bet <laughs> bet schmidt we're playing poker play the fucking Listen, somebody somebody go and find out what the bloody hell he's doing snooping around our apartment complex hey eh? how about this how about we send the corporate girl I'm sure that everyone is, you know, it's all corporations. So why don't you, why don't you corporate, uh, whatever you are, why don't you go? Why don't you go? That's and, very uh, rude you know of what? you, Otto. Otto, I'd be more than happy to. But I, I'm the corporate girl. It's going to cost you. How much are you going to pay me to talk to him? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, I'll give you a shout out on my next video. How about that? Oh Paying in the uh, exposure box. Yes, the, the, fu the <laughs> currency of the dark future. <laughs> um, let's see. Is there like can the can the military officer we get the sense they can see us from the same angle? Uh, I mean, if you poke your heads over, you know how it is. Like if you're up at the top of the building, they can maybe see a head peek over, but they can't see the whole body. <clears throat> Got it. So if I were to lean over the building, could I verbally address them? Maybe you could yell. It's like a seven-story building, and they're across the street. You probably, if you yelled, they could probably hear you. Oh, I don't want to pop my head over and wave in this climate. Mm. That's honestly fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'm um, going gonna, gonna to whistle at Grant. Grant, Royal, you, you seen these guys around? They've been around the apartment a bunch. I know that you keep an eye out for this kind of thing. Nope. First time. This is mm. new. I keep an eye on them. Mm. He goes back to dealing the next hand. Is everyone in on this hand? Yeah, go on then. And while you're yeah, at it, whatever. whatever. Deal me a good one. <laughs> All right. Speaking of dealing you a good one, let's go back to the life path. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim. Segways. Okay, one D ten coming right up. It's an eight. An eight. Uh, romantic entanglement. Oh, they, well, you know, already got one of those. Uh, number one, a happy love affair. Oh, mm. okay, all right. Some sometimes good yeah, things. You happen. got your hair burnt off, and yeah, yeah. After I was horribly disfigured, then you came to me to fix your disfigurement. But I'm already in love with uh, with this previous woman as well. Okay, okay. We'll see how this <laughs> works out. Complicated. Another one. Uh, yeah. So let's see. Uh, like most things in the dark future, if it's going well, it's not interesting, and we move right along. So all I have for you is that you had a happy love affair that year. 
maybe in the... oh okay yeah that's it all right but, can i interject here yes you can wait did you use both of yours yet no or uh, use both of his you still have one right I do. Yes. yes all right cool um, what do you got the person you met was actually one of my siblings uh they were oh. just partially responsible for your care kind of popping in on you and i don't know they i guess from the sound of it found you charming and well you guys got along well enough that they were willing to recommend you as a place to live even though you're in the middle of the red zone so mm. must be at least kind of an okay guy mm. it's just one of your so all of your siblings grew up on the streets so is that just them kind of working their way up trying to work in a care role as uh their way of making something of themselves yeah, they're a very caring person and uh, also uh, very good with a knife. So they found work in the medical field. <laughs> so, <laughs> Natalie, you have six siblings. Uh, you said one of your younger siblings we already had in, a, in a, a bad situation, a romantic rival. I imagine that's the one who dislikes you. Yeah, she's dead to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So you've got two younger siblings left. One likes, one hero worships you. And then three, one of whom likes you, one dislikes you, one hates you. So let's just spitball. Who do you think it would be? I think it's the only one that likes me that okay. would also recommend me in this apartment, the older okay. sibling. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the older sibling ended up going into the medical field, nursed Jim Fingers back to health. They hit it off. And that's how you got the recommendation for the apartment. Yeah. When, uh, we're not still together, but we amicably split up. Mm -hmm. I ended up being a bit too distant and involved in work, but I appreciated everything that she did. And, you know. I was a fan of, fan of her. We just, yeah, we had our time and we ended up parting. It was very mature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm known for, my maturity. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, Alex and Rachel have both used both of their interjections. I believe that Josh and Brandon each have one left. I, I've used both mine, I think. Have you? Yeah. Mm. I used uh, one to build your eye, Josh. Yes. Yep. And then the mm -hmm. other was uh, for Natalie. Yes. Um, the empathy the implant. The empathy ah, implant. Ah, the empathy implant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody hacked. Yeah, somebody hacked it. Excellent. Definitely wasn't a faulty product. I will stand by that till my dying breath. All right. Oh, and I have a question for Bren before the night is over. Actually, yeah. Here's a good question, Bren. Um, mm -hmm. It's your turn. Before we roll this, where is your brother? Huh. You know what? My... Think about this, because on the next pass, I'm going to ask about family and the apartment situation. So think about gotcha. this, and I'll get you back on our next path. Okay. Uh, all right. So you're nine. Roll it. Okay. That wasn't it. I pressed up, and it did something weird. Odd. Oh, it's because you just did skill checks. That's why. Yeah. All right. An eight. Oh, I think love is just in the air right now. Romantic involvement. Ah. Uh, four. Four. A happy love affair. You know, yeah, sometimes it works out. Mm -hmm. uh, unless something else happens, it'll be up to you whether, you know, how that ended. If it ended amicably, if it's still going on. Again, unless uh, some other romantic entanglement emerges. All right. The last couple of years have been kind to you, actually. Hmm. Got a Oro. lot of trouble there earlier. 
Year nine, what you got? Oh, I, for some reason, it did something funky. Yeah, it's because we just rolled skill checks and the skill math works a little weird. So if you just did a skill check, you're going to have to type in the command again instead of going so, up. So 1d10, right? Yep, slash r space 1d10. Nine. nine. Nothing happened that year. Woohoo! You built, you, you worked on your brand, you developed your channel, made some good videos, attended some live events. You remember what that's like, right? Yeah, those used to exist back then. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the places where the future is better. Um, all right. When Natalie was 25, uh, you've got one event left after this. What Ooh. happened that year? Uh, I nined. Nothing. Mm, nothing. Nothing. Quiet year. All right. I'll interject. No. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you thought it was quiet. All right. Uh, we're doing a little bit of talk. Jim, this year, I know you all live on the third floor of your apartment. Do you live alone? Does any of your family live with you? Any of your friends, any lovers, anyone else live with you in your apartment? Or are you running it solo? I live alone. Mm. I, I, I have a pretty locked up apartment or mm -hmm. i've got some important stuff in there for my business i'm quite a business focused individual mm -hmm. and i've left the majority of my family kind of behind to live their own life as well all right let's do year 10 <clears throat> all right it's a six a six i believe that's friends and enemies yep okay you meet, you meet a lot it's of people in your business that is a friend Oh, no, nice. One to five is a friend. You made a, you made a contact of some sort. A 10. A 10. Uh, someone you met through a common interest. Hmm. Okay. A train collector. Someone I met through a common interest. <laughs> a train collector? A miniature train collector. I mean, are there any more specifics? Or is that at the end of the That's road? the end of it. Again, when things right. go well, the story is short. Well, I guess I'll tie it into a character then that we've already met, and I'll mm -hmm. say that this was my development in a, a friendship with with Rex, mm -hmm. the the local fixer. We're we're a bit more than acquaintances. We're somewhat friendly. We've been friendly for uh, you know four years, something like that. Drinking buddies. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. I like it. Jax. Let's go back to that question I asked you. Where is mm. your brother? I think I would have found a safe place for mm -hmm. my brother, possibly a, a care home okay. um, for him. Yeah. Is that in the UK? Is that somewhere in Night City? It would still would have been in Night City because I would have mm -hmm. probably found it hard to transport him back to the UK in his state. So probably in Night City. All right, that is going to be expensive to pay for. Hmm. Because in, oh a, in a world run by corporations, as one can imagine, there is no single-payer healthcare. Uh, so that is going to run you. I'm gonna, that's going to be a, a plot motivation for you to continue to earn money despite your fairly lucrative career. Oh, damn. Take some dangerous jobs. All right, let's do year 10. Yeah. Uh, I'm up. Mm-hmm. 10 10 a quiet year nothing happens oh oro year 10 uh does year. anybody else live in your apartment are you running solo running solo okay 
Yeah. Content life requires me to be focused and ensure that nobody's in my way. My parents understand. My brother, not so much. Kind of a dick. And then my younger sibling, I mean, he's a kid. No one cares about him. <laughs> he's a jackass. All right, let's see what happened in year 10. 10. Dude, it's quiet. Ooh. Too quiet. <laughs> quiet. All right. Natalie, your last year. This, is, this would be whatever happened like this year or a year ago. Uh, again, mm -hmm. we'll figure out why everyone else is still rolling. We're just going to shove them back in time as needed. So first off, before we continue, does Natalie live alone in the apartment? Yeah, Natalie lives alone. Right. Roommates um, are for schmucks. Actually, the only thing that she has is, uh, I don't want to explain this, they're, they're, it's a failed product line, but she became fascinated with it. They're these Tamagotchis, but like for plants. And so it's just every day she has to go around and press like this like virtual water button to keep all her like <laughs> AR succulents alive. That's amazing. <laughs> that could be the reason why the men are leaving and the murder. <laughs> <laughs> that's phenomenal uh, i love it that's amazing and like you're you're smart th this is the future your agent which is the name for your smartphone they all have holograph projectors in them so i imagine that these are like hollow plants hollow tamagotchis oh. right yeah yeah i sit there at work in my free time and i like pull up like and i kind of like brush virtual dust off the <laughs> it's you that's can see why the app failed but that's amazing Honestly, in today's market, like the real world, I could see that being a win. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, somebody take that down, quick. Uh, all right, so let's find out what happened this slash, slash last year. All right, it's a seven. Seven, romantic involvement. Could this be the one? <laughs> Roll it's a lot it. of romance. <laughs> yeah, you think I remember what a seven does. <laughs> uh, two. two, happy love affair. Ah, oh. finally. Oh, your yeah. luck turns around. You met you probably Dexter, the serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a match made in... All right, so not it's... heaven. No, not heaven. Uh, so uh, the details are up to you, but it seems possible that the latest candidate for the idyllic life might have some potential. They're okay. They're okay. They're very strong. They're very tall. They show up at the time they say they're going to show up. And one of them even brought me an apple. <laughs> A real apple? Okay. Well, you can ruin it. Or you can hear my <laughs> next story. <laughs> All right. Strong. My notes are strong, tall, punctual, apple. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. I fell in love with an apple. <laughs> All right, two more rounds for all the old fogies, and then we are going to plant the hints of our adventure that will begin next week and leave everyone off. Uh, and we're going to have a lot of backstory to chew through and plot threads to fill out and characters to identify. It's going to be fun. So, Jim, let's, do, let's just knock them out back-to-back -back your last two years, especially since you're, okay. you're the only person who has an interjection left, if I recall correctly. So yep. let's just knock them out. I am. Okay, a two. Two. Big wins, big problems. Roll again to determine which. Four. A win. Nice. Ooh. This is Lights how I win. on the upturn. Yeah. Uh, a three. It really seems like things have been going... Like, the recent curve is good. Yeah. All right. A three. A big score. 
A big score. Oh, yeah. Nice. Roll well, one. I guess. Oh, right. I, I still uh, still have more. A seven. A 700 euro dollars score. Okay. Whoa. Pretty good. There you go. Well, that's most of the money that you owe. Yeah, you can pay me back. Yeah, not bad, actually. That's. I'll say that that was the uh, the impetus for me owning the uh, the apartment building as well. You know, it was part of the deal by which you acquired yeah. the apartment. I like that. Yeah, exactly. I got a got a big score. Managed mm. to pull in a big business deal. Got this apartment building and an extra seven hundred bucks to throw around. Excellent. Not bad. Let's do your last pass through the life path, and then uh, Gold Boy and Bren are going to each take two, and you have one interjection left. So it's, it'll be up to you. Okay, uh, a six. Six, that is? Friends and enemies, I think. You got it, yep. Uh, six to ten is an enemy, five is a friend. Five is a friend, wow. gotta love it. And roll 1d10, and that'll be the Seven. end of the tree. Seven, a, okay, that's enemies. Someone who is like a foster parent to you. Ooh, like a foster parent. But recently, recently. like a recent foster parent. Yeah. Like when you're 30 years old and you meet a foster parent. You know, it's just like, <laughs> it's a normal part of uh, reaching your middle yeah. years. Yeah, pretty, pretty usual. Um, okay. I guess then, are there any other people? In, what I'm imagining here, Joe... Mm -hmm is someone that I met that was applying to be part of my apartment mm -hmm. who just basically is like an, a very much an older guy or woman mm -hmm. who, who does like the kind of the fussing over you in the same way that a parent would, you know? They're mm -hmm. like the, the older person that I check in on to make sure that they're doing all right. It's, it, they don't really offer that much to me at the moment. It's an unusual deal because I'm not really getting anything out of it, but... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm coming to just like them for what they offer, which is just a bit of kindness and caring. And which I'm is... almost amazed that they've managed to make it this long because mm -hmm. they're old and useless in a <laughs> harsh world. Mm -hmm. My God. Okay. I got uh, a care inside. I'll, I'll, I don't have somebody like that on the immediate list, but they will be there now. We'll go ahead. Okay. And put How old in. is Gina? Is, were you imagining Gina to be a young person? Thirties, like I want to say. But okay, you know what? Right. No, that we can we can age her up. We can age her up. So like she's the you know the older lady who takes care of her animals and won't talk about how she got them and has a bit of an edge to her, but ends up being like you know taking care of everyone, making sure everyone's eating their greens in the apartment. You know, really really yeah. into organic, really into you know fresh food whenever possible. Yeah. Okay. That that works. That works. Done and done. And that's how she ended up here. Great. That is your life. And I will again send you those wow. notes when we're done. So you have one interjection left and you have the opportunity to use it now as Jerax and Oro finish their run through the life path. So Jerax, you got two more. Let me one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yep, you got two more. Let's knock them out. So, do we want to use one for uh, the, the actions that happened to my brother? One of my primary motivators? Yes. Uh, how long ago did that happen? Do you want it to happen? Like, uh, it fairly was the recently? reason I came to to the Red Sky City. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, so we had you leaving and getting smuggled in a long time ago. 
That was like yeah, the second did. event. We can we can plop it right before that if you want. Maybe. Hmm. So the first event you have, you had a former friend, you foiled their plan, and now an entire government agency is after you. Then you had problems. You owe $600 to someone who smuggled you into Night City. That could all yeah. stem from the same thing. Like whatever that government thing that happened was, why a whole government agency is after you, could have to do with what happened to your brother. Ooh. Huh. Yeah, so, hmm, my brother, who, uh, we're twins, by the way, in case you didn't know, um, wow. we, uh, we don't really see eye to eye, eye to eye, that's why he dislikes me, and in our, in our family, I've got an older, uh, sibling, I, I believe still, in, uh, in our family of crime lords, <laughs> it's generally expected that the, uh, that the, the siblings would compete against each other for the right to rule our crime empire that has spanned generations. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know what? Me and my twin, we were sick of it. Um, and, well, he was sick of it and decided to go to uh, to the Red Sky City and, and flee away to get away from this kind of lifestyle. Um, uh, I, I would say the, the previous issue where I've got the government agency against me might be me fleeing after my brother and ditching my high-paying job in the medical tech industry uh, and also taking some technology with me that I probably shouldn't have, maybe some trade secrets, which could have been part of the reason why uh, you know, I may or may not be able to return back to the United Kingdoms. Um, we won't go into it. But uh, yeah, I think that, that should be one of the primary motivators. But the recent mm -hmm. thing um, is that my brother, he's a net runner. And um, he was digging around somewhere he probably shouldn't have been, but he was making money from it, and that's what he enjoyed doing. Um, and he got burnt out. Uh, he he got beca he became a husk of a human, because um, as far as I'm aware, net running is quite a dangerous, uh, mm -hmm. quite a dangerous game. Sometimes it can backfire. So now he's he's not even a person. He's just an empty shell of a human, still being kept alive um, because of me putting him in care. But my motivation, well, one of my motivations, one of my recent motivations, is to find some way, whether through some band or currently being researched medical, medical technology, um, infiltrating a corporation, however I can, but to bring my brother back. I, I'd like to jump in here then. And I'll oh. say that if, you're, if your brother fled to Red Sky City before you did, then I, I would be part of the group that utilized your brother's net running skills. Mm. He was he was one of those people that I knew or one of the people that I knew knew him and we used him on the task and I I personally I feel terrible even all of these years later that he was doing a job for us when he got his brain well, well it out. happened recently. Oh well exactly. Yeah. Feel then the wound part. is still fresh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> feel even more terrible. Okay. Okay, I'm going to have details about what that job was, and I'm going to have details about how Jim Fingers was involved in that, how his little group ties into that. I'm going to share that with mm. you next session. Mm. Um, but I will say that he was doing jobs in the hot zone, going through, looking for servers and pieces of the old net that were still down there that might have survived the blast, which is where mm. some of the really, really important pay data is said to reside. After all, the bomb went off in the middle of the Arasaka complex. They, you know, everyone knows they had secrets. So he was True. digging through the hot zone, found something, 
details are shaky, but whatever system he got into was more than he could handle. Okay, you have one event after that. Yep, let's Good. do it. No interjections left. What do we got? One. One, big problems, big wins. Let's see what the recent title has win. been. Give me a win, please, two. We got one. We got That's one. That's a win. Okay. We got it. Roll 1d10. Powerful. Six. Six. Okay. Ooh, a powerful corporate executive owes you a favor. Not surprised. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I think I know why. Why? I think I know yeah. why, too. I have a reputation for it. Because he gave him... No, 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 no. A giant penis. No, secrecy <laughs> is number one in my clinic. Damn it. It's a big win. <laughs> Welcome to the big win surgical clinic. Um, all right. <laughs> so, a powerful corporate executive owes you a favor. It was probably for surreptitious surgery. The details remain a mystery. Oro... You got two more. You got two more. I think you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You got two more, and then mm -hmm. our life paths are complete. All right. Eight. Eight. Romantic entanglement. Nice. Let's see how that went. I have a roommate. Though, this guys, is recent. So I don't want to get. I don't want to get too far into this. <laughs> one. One. A happy love affair. Oh, every, everyone's mm. just, you know, we're reaching that middle point of your life where everyone's just, you know. <laughs> Oro, I am right now. Oro you know, has me the and my roommate. Yeah. yeah, me and my roommate. That's yep. a good experience. She's out there. Uh, and then, but we do have one more life event that could completely screw it up. Let's roll it. Oh, no. <laughs> Six. Six. Uh, friends and enemies. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that sounds like Cynthia. All right. <laughs> roll it again. Two, a friend. Okay. Yeah, yeah, literally, like, the first part of everyone's lives is awful, and the most recent life curve seems to be pretty good, which means that whenever mm -hmm. the bad things I do go off, it's just going to ruin everything. <laughs> uh, let's see who this friend is. Roll 1d10. Six, an old enemy. Ooh. An old enemy. An old enemy becomes a friend. Damn, Ooh. I actually would have made it. I would have made it nasty, but I, no, already, you, I already... you, No, you know what? I, I saw both of you. Both of you went off. Rachel, what were you going to say? Oh, I said collab video, but I wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> I, I don't know, but certainly blocked his show. Okay, so that bridge is burned. There's no chance that the old enemy yeah. is, in fact, Natalie. That's not happening. Uh, any other ideas off okay. the top of your head? I think just like a like a, a rival, someone in my chat had a really good idea. A rival content creator, I okay. quite like that. Like that we be, that we started collabing. You know what I mean? To bring mm. the man down. You had a boxing fight. They did yeah, pretty well. Exactly. His name is Paul Jake. Ah, I see. <laughs> Jesus. And after a long Paul, career of Paul being Paul Jacobson, Paul Jacobson. After a long career of being a social media heel, he came to some recent. Uh, cultural and social issue awareness and is turning things around yeah it's 2044 right it could still be him <laughs> <laughs> oh lord all right that is it for the life path the poker game wears down as the sun continues to set and those two militech guards and whoever it is they're guarding are still out there still sketching things on their easel before mm. 
and honestly, the poker game could likely go late into the night. Um, but before the sun bends over the horizon, is there anything any of you would like to do? Mm. What are my winnings? What are your winnings? Yeah. Um, roll 5d10. 35. Okay. You got seven little liquor bottles because that's what's being gambled. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I would like to, uh, because I'm, because I'm just getting absolutely destroyed, mm -hmm. uh, I would like to, uh, actually take out my phone mm -hmm. and try to get video of those people that are across, because I think it might actually be great for a video coming up. Okay. All right. Corporate goons outside my apartment, question mark? <laughs> what are they yep. planning? Thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. You go ahead, you take out your you know top-tier phone with the excellent zoom, uh, 3D imaging and everything. You start recording them from up top. What is Natalie doing? First of all, Natalie's like, or leave them alone. Stop making victims out of these poor corporate workers. They're just doing their job. Listen, listen, listen. It's lady, calm it down. Actual job, so I'm gonna head to bed. But I brought these samples from work. I thought you guys might like them. And uh, I have like little packets of like kibble, like try them, snack them sizes. <laughs> what, what What are some of the new flavors, Natalie? Oh, it's great. Uh, there's barbecue Colgate. There's Richie <laughs> Freshness. Orange pineapple ranch, and there is. Uh, oh, we're doing Baja Blast again. Oh, Baja thank God! Blast. Thank God! Yeah, I, so I will I, say is on the table, but like as far from like Oro's end of the table as possible. <laughs> I, I yell at I yell at Jerex to save me a Baja Blast. <laughs> Royal already snagged okay, one off the table. Add. <laughs> Yeah, do your disclosures, dude. Uh, God. All right, Jarex is collecting his winnings. Oro is filming the security and the the whoever it is that's sketching your apartment across the way. What is Jim doing? Uh, Jim's just carrying on playing whilst mm. keeping. He's keeping what literally, quite literally, one eye on the game and one eye on the goons. Okay. In as much as is possible with the balcony kind of setup, is just trying to trying to make sure that he's aware if they're sketching the uh, security systems that are involved, mm. or if they're just sketching the general area. He he's trying to get a feel for what they're scoping out because he's not too bothered if they're just scoping out the building itself. Mm -hmm. Some I don't know some random water connection or something but if they're sketching out the security systems that's something that he needs to be directly concerned with okay i'm gonna have you roll a perception check and you're gonna get a plus two to this because of your eye and i'm gonna have auto roll perception not human perception which is again reading people perception mm. check and you get plus two because of your cyber hearing one of you will be able to see something and the other will be able to hear something so go ahead and both of you roll those only so a 12 perception that's just a perception one here correct 14 right. okay. josh because of the uh oh yes 14 all right 
and an 18 from Oro. All right. So, Jim Fingers, it looks like whatever they're drawing, it's plans, blueprints, schematics for a communication tower. Mm. Very large one. Like mm. the size of your entire apartment communication tower. Mm. And like looking to knock down my apartment kind yeah, of communication well, it, it's tower. A, you didn't see space for your apartment in those plans. Yeah. And Alex, you it hear them. Sounds say, like the government to me. Alex, you hear them saying, all right, that's a, a wrap. They want to get started tomorrow, so let's get these back as they begin to pack up the easel. Huh. Well, that's not good. And that seems like uh, the perfect place to end for the night because we've gone for three <laughs> hours. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, oh. for tuning in to Red Sky City. Uh, this has been episode zero. Tune in next week at six o'clock. We'll figure out what these uh, construction plans are about and what's going to happen tomorrow and if our heroes will still have a home afterwards. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Joe. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks, Joe. Right. Well... Everybody, have a fantastic night, and thank you for tuning in. Bye.